What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one. New, 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 new world. AKA order. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamus. And you're in the Desert Storm bunker with the Black Moses of this ish. The whole freaking show and EWF, every woman's fantasy. And don't forget, this is CG8, C God Allah, and the eight time demonetized champion of YouTube. Wrong sound effect. Wrong sound effect. But anyway, the man with more nicknames than any in the game. And we got a whole bunch of other nicknames in here. I uh, have a whole list. They put a whole list together on locals. And I'll announce some of those uh, soon. Uh, the undebatable CGA. <laughs> All right. So we got it right here. Anyway, somebody says Fox my title. Okay. What do I need to Fox my title? What's wrong with the title? It needs to be foxed. But what happened? Oh, that says who've never had a 30-year-old What What do I need to fox my title? He said fox it. But what happened? All right, anyway, what are we doing? What, what, what does it say? Yeah, it, it says fox it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But anyway, I'll fox the title after the show. All right, anyway. We got a great show for you lined up today. We got our show is 30-year-old women who've never had a boyfriend. I think that might something say like that. Oh, it says sniggle. It says something like that, single. Uh, oh, I see it. I see it. I, I foxed it. Watch this. It's foxed. <laughs> I think it's foxed. Oh, no, I didn't fix it. I didn't fix it. I'm going to fox it right now. Fox the title right now. The title is Foxed. Check the title. Refresh your screen. The title's Foxed. All right. Shout out to everybody here. Hey, man. Hey, man. Listen, man. We we have cheesed for a reason. You know what I mean? Shout out to the coach gang. I love the chat. You guys give us all these great, wonderful phrases. We have cheesed. You need cheesed. What was the other one? Um, uh, uh, Stop bring politics. Yeah, man. Stop bringing political. Yes, we were bringing political, and now we need to fox. Fox your bish tonight. Your bish. Your bish. <laughs> All right, we're going to fox shit up. That's what we're going to do. Your bish. Your bish. We fox shit up over here. Your bish. Your bish. <laughs> All right, anyway, man, appreciate the coach gang. I appreciate you, brothers, man. Listen, now we got the balance in the end. The universe is balanced. Hey, man, don't mess around with me. I'll fox you up. Yeah, that's what we do, brothers. <laughs> All right, let me get in here. All right, look, man, now that we got the show off the, on the running, we got a great show, 30-year-old women who have never had a boyfriend. Yeah, capity cap cap. But we'll break that down later on today. We, of course, got Strago and Sniggle Theater and all of that stuff. And um, we got all of that. And to contribute to today's show, Dallas I'm the Notorious CGA on the Cash App. Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that is pinned to the top of the live chat. 
on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel when you can super chat on the Notorious CGA new, channel. New, 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 new All right. <laughs> All right, Fox is the word of the day. Oh, and it is also the weekend. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? It is the weekend. Yes, indeed. And uh, let's get to the earlier contributors to the day show before we fox up everything. All right, what do you got? Martin says, Coach, while driving, I saw this beautiful, beautiful Dominican woman walking. I pulled over, and when we exchanged numbers, I swear I heard someone yell, quadruple glizzy. From across the streets. Was that you? Oh, it might have been. And that's you. It might have been. Uh, you have you ran up on a beautiful woman. Uh, if she was older tw- over 25, she'd probably taken a couple quadruple glizzies, indeed. And that's you. Uh, Dominican woman, too. Oh, boy. Shout out to those beautiful Dominican women. Um, Dominican women are very, very beautiful. Um, they are. They have a great combination of, um, you know, what you would we what we would call Native American, but Indian, you know, the whole Western Hemisphere was full of Indians, if you will. Uh, that's not their original name, tribal people, if you will, original landowners, if you will, original land dwellers. So they have a combination of those, uh, African and um, Spanish. So they have a beautiful combination. They oftentimes are beautiful, even when they have ugly faces. Their skin is so delightful, and I mean, man, I'm a skin guy. So if your skin is beautiful, man, I'm going to tell you, you could have ugly fit. You could have googly eyes. You could have googly eyes. Indigenous is the word that I'm probably looking for. Indigenous, yes, indigenous is the thing I'm looking for there. All right, but uh, they're so beautiful in the combination of their hair. Their hair has a very wavy, curly, dark, very, very, uh, very beautiful hair. And uh, when they're younger, even older, they look beautiful, man. So, yeah. Uh, but they've been ran through more than more times than the Holland Tunnel. They've been ran through more than the Holland Tunnel for sure. All right, so you better watch out for that. They've been getting ran through from a young age. Okay, especially when you go over to Puerto Plata. All right, you go to Punta Cana. They've been ran through more times than the Holland Tunnel. All right. At young ages, fam. By turistas, gringos, and no matter what. I mean, they've been ran through, fam. I mean, it being like a whole. <laughs> I hate to get off subject, but when I was in, when I was in a Dominican chilling, I'll tell you this story. <laughs> uh, uh, somebody says the Taino, Taino, native for Dominican Republic. Okay, the, the, it's, uh, no, don't delete this. Don't delete this thing there. Oh, he deleted his own message. Oh, who deleted it? He was just telling me what they were. Uh, Taino, Taino. Those are the natives in the Dominican area. Beautiful man. They got they they got that triple combination. This tells you that racial mixing is makes beautiful people. All right. Don't worry about racial mixing. It makes beautiful people. When you inbreed, most people be uglier than a mother. Uh, but anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, when I was in Dominican. <laughs> All right. Um, I swear, man, I was in the Dominican. I had just arrived. I came in. I was ready to run the carousel. <laughs> soon as I got there, I touched down. I got into my hotel, woke up, opened up my patio uh, drapes. I was like, oh. And I was like, all right, where are all the bitches at? I look up, third floor. It's a beautiful Dominican young lady. Senorita Mamacita sitting up there. Then she was sitting up there, all right, by herself. And I was like, damn, oh, boy. So it begins. And then out 
comes from the patio door, the slider, this old ass man, all right? This ninja, now the age, the age between the ages of these two, she looked like 18 or less, and he looked 60 or more. And I was like, whoa, I was like, so it begins. So it's all true. I was like, damn. I was like, damn, this is about to be a Lydia's trip. Now, my trip was much more disappointing. It, I didn't get any of that going on. There was some stuff going on. I didn't get that, but I was like, wowzers. So it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was getting that bag, brother. She was up there like, him, daddy. I was like, God dang, fam. And he was one of these, you know, either Australian or European guys. He came out with the tea and the coffee. She was just sitting up there all feminine and ladylike. All right, making her making her money on his fifth trip per year. <laughs> I was like, that's literally his girlfriend. I'm sitting up there like, yo, he the pappy for sure, bro. I'm pappy. I was like, good Lord. All right, but anyway, but now that we got off subject, Albert Wesker says the career woman movement is a failed experiment, indeed, indeed. So I could focus on my career. And Danica Patrick's going to talk about that later. Albert Wesker says she's never had a boyfriend, but has a body count 20 plus. Of course she does, and we're going to bring that up too. <laughs> definitely. All right, definitely. All right, we're going to bring that up. Sir Daddy Dan says, but coach, I'm lonely. Give me the crying Stewie. I don't have it all lined up, but... uh. <laughs> He's clutching his pillow tonight. AC says, getting our daily CGA fox in the building. We now have a new mascot is the fox. <laughs> People are going to be like, how did you get our, your mascot? Oh, some dude in the chat told us to, told me to fox my title. And now fox is going to be one of our mascots coming forward here. DJ says, beats on fire, but wait. He says, beats on fire, but what the fox up with the title, coach? What the fox up with this damn title? Okay. All right, viewer discretionary affairs says, I'm currently at a Charlotte airport in North Kakalaki, headed to Myrtle Beach for the weekend. He says, first time traveling alone. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, Do you have any advice for me? Yeah, lay low, take it easy, you know what I mean? Have something prepared when you get there. You know, that makes things easier. It takes the pressure off. When I travel, I tend to get there, and I have things prepared, people that I know and invented and that I trust for the most part don't, you know, I, I try not to get to places and then try to see what's popping. Okay. Um, so I, I try to have things set up for the first day or the second day. And then that takes the pressure off that then I can enjoy the rest of my trip. But enjoy Myrtle Beach. Um, for what I hear, you might be a lot of old white people there. So you might be able to get one of them old 55, 60 year old suburban housewives with the uh, infinity tattoo on her ankle. And then it could be trying. Yeah, it could be some of that. All right, but I have no idea. <laughs> All right, JC says, my Mastodon just ate her Uber Eats now. I'm about to Uber Beats in the building. All right, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, uh, let me check here if we have some other brothers there. He says, and buy some condoms. Yes, buy some Jimmy hats. All right, uh, yeah, anyway. I was going to talk about that. Your boy Scoot says, TGIF, keep grinding. One time for the coach gang, represent. Indeed. Shout out to Jim Rats, says, CGA, the new Energizer. It'll surprise you. Oi. All right. And, yes, the Fox going 100 100 miles and running. 
Double D Delicious Dave is in the building. Thank you for the thumbs up. Pause. Yeah, man. We got it. Put your condoms on. Put your condoms on. All right. There's a lot of STDs going around. All right. It's a lot of STDs going around, man. People running around here, drip, drip, dripping, and puss, puss, pussing. Let me get to our brother here. We got one, two, three, four, five, and we'll get the show going with some doom and gloom. Shout out to Benjamin. It's all about the Benjamins. He says, hey, coach, I barely watch your content the last month because I've been very busy taking care of my father with dementia. Wow. But I saw the topic about yachting. Did you see the girls? Uh, did you see the movie Girls to Buy on Amazon Prime? It is based on the true story. You, he says, and got your talking points about 304 yachting, flying girls out, pipping out daughters and models and setting or settling for the nice guy. The models end up settling for the nice guy. Incredible movie. You have to watch it. Wow. Girls to buy. They all for sale. All right. You guys know me. All right. You guys know me. They all for sale. Even if you got one for free, I'm going to check that out. And they got a little flat back. It looks like they got me an Eastern European girl starring in the film. A couple of, ooh, we got a couple of Natashkas in the building. Well, shout out to Natashka. All right, they sure know how to put themselves up for sale. All right, but when you go over there, I ain't not for sale. Mm. All right, wow. Natashkas, man, no. They, they, they don't have no shame in their game. No government name says it's so funny that the 30 plus XXs who never had a boyfriend aren't called incels, but for men, it's the opposite. Indeed, we're supposed to feel bad for them. Oh, nobody's treated you the way you needed to be treated. All right, but a guy that's in this situation, oh, you virgin incel. Well, we'll talk about the hypocrisy of that and uh, why men are treated that way. And uh, women will say, well, well, if I have a high body count, why does, that, why does that count against me? It's the same reason why a man that doesn't have a body count, it counts against him. See, we're not the same. We're actually opposite. We're the plus, you're the minus. We're the hammer, you're the nail. We're not the same. So whatever mostly applies to a woman, opposite, it, it works against a man. Like, for instance, a woman can be broke and still look for love. A man that's broke cannot. <laughs> a woman that's rich is actually her... Her available pool of men shrinks. A man who's rich, his available pool of suitors increases. I mean, it's, it's not that hard to figure out. <laughs> We're not the same. All right, anyway, a man that's fat probably can't get no bitches. A, woman, a bitch that's fat can get a whole bunch of Johnson. All right, it is what it is. Where we at? Come on, man. Just, just, there's no, there's no really such things as double standards. It's the fact that what applies to me doesn't apply to you and vice versa. A man that takes care of his kids is a great father. A woman that takes care of her kids is doing what she's supposed to do, nurture. And then the opposite applies. Okay. A, a man that doesn't take care of his kids goes to jail. A woman that can't take care of his kids goes to child support court and, and gets the money from a man, right? It's just... <laughs> It's not that hard to figure out. It, there's no such things as double standards. It's just we're different. All right, let me get in here. I got. Let me let me do one more, and then I'm gonna get going here. Sizzo, 
says, what's up for the weekend out here? Indeed, what's up for the weekend? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? He says, yo, boy, has been working hard the past two weeks at my job, but I'm off now, plus I have a concert to go to this weekend with my junior college girl. Shout out to you. He says, shout out to the Coach Gang Free and Lifestyle for Life. Leave these old hags alone. All right, going to get you something young. Get you something young. All right. He says, it's easy in the hard mode. That's what makes the difference. But look, let me get into a little doom and gloom. All right, let's get a little doom and gloom CGA to get your weekend, the week, the weekend together. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend? All right, nigga? so here it is right here, doom and gloom CGA. There should be an intro after this weekend, but there's some junior college appointments I have to catch up to. All right, so I'm going to have to be working. Oh, plus the Raiders play this weekend. All right, man, this weekend is great. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, Football nigga? season is back, and of course, yes, I'll be at the games all the time, and it's just going to be a long season. I'm already scheduled to be at at least 12 games this year. I think it's 12. 8, 9, 10, 11. I think it's like 12 games. Boy, I did that last year. I was exhausted by the jerks and from them L's, too, but that's neither here nor there. Doom and Gloom CGA is up, and of course, Again, I didn't prepare for this part of the stream, so let me see if I can do it live. One more time. All right, I was about to share the wrong screen, and y'all was about to see a whole bunch of feet pictures in here. All right, let me see here. What is this? Uh, Yep, there it is right there. Okay, all right, I got it up. I got it ready. And let me share the proper screen. There it is right there, a little doom and gloom. Apparently, the state of Massachusetts, according to this Instagram, is now asking families to host illegals in their homes. And it says hotel owners and landlords are also called upon to host illegals on their properties. Oh my goodness. New, 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 new world order. Yo, hell, this is going to be a fat L for me. And I don't know if you guys know, at some particular point, they're going to make you do this. This We do have a history of this in um, the American Revolutionary War. It was, um, I can't remember what it was called, but um, in the American Revolutionary War, historically, I just want to let you know that um, uh, families hosted soldiers. I mean, the DNA tests would go crazy. All right, but families would host soldiers during the wartime because there was nowhere to put soldiers. So the soldiers would stay in family homes. Boy, you know women was cheating. You know they was cheating, getting knocked up. Boy, DNA tests is probably going crazy. All right, but the blue states is going nuts, and they don't have a plan. It's called quartering. Yes, thank you, quartering. And I think uh, the Third Amendment, um, and I think um, at some particular point, they're probably going to use some, like, eminent domain. I'm just jumping here, just jumping around. They're probably going to force you to do it at some point. Indeed. New, 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 new world order. All right, so anyway, let's get into it right here. They're going to use, invoke the Third Amendment and call these illegals soldiers, and you got to quarter them. I mean, I'm just, new, 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 new I'm just jumping order. around. Fox all that. Fox all that. Let's hear the video. Most importantly, if you have an extra room or suite in your home, please consider hosting a family. Safe housing and shelter is our most pressing need. Become a sponsor family. You can contact the Brazilian Worker Center for more information on how you can step up if you're willing to have an additional family be part of your family. Oh. If you're a local official, a Jesus. college president, a business. What the hell? Hold on for a, a second. faith leader with an available building or space in your community, please work with us to offer it as a shelter site. If you're a social service provider, 
please consider becoming an emergency assistance homeless shelter provider. Our resources are stretched thin there as well. And if you're a hotel or a motel owner, consider opening it up for emergency assistance. Wow. If you're a landlord or a property owner, we can use you too. We can connect you with service providers to help transition families into permanent housing. Everyone has something they can offer. Most importantly, well, new, 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 new world order. I do want to say that um, I am willing to, I am willing to host some young tenders, just so you know, coming across the border from South America, Central America, Honduras, Guatemala, all right, El Salvador, Dominican Republic. I do have something to offer. Of course, I have plenty to offer. Okay, Daddy. I do have plenty to offer, so I will volunteer my services, but I do have strict criteria. I do have strict strict criteria. All right, meaning meaning they got to be young and got to be tender. Um, I definitely can do that. In fact, um, let me see if I can pull up a couple of girls that I'd be willing to host um, in this particular case. Uh, let me see if I can find find a picture. Uh, let me see if I can find a photo of a couple of people here. Um, and I can tell you what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah, I do have a couple of options here. If you want state of Massachusetts, go on and send any girls like this. Um, I do have a room or two. Um, you know, Ukrainians. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do have I do have any Ukrainian women that do need uh, some shelter. I do see that I might have a video of uh, those ladies as well. Let me see if I can pull this up real time. And um, I would be willing to offer my services. Uh, I don't think I have the video lined up uh, the way I want it lined up. Let me see if I can get that video up. Oh, man, the video ain't popping up the way I want it to. Bad timing, bad timing. But uh, let's go back to this one just to make it uh, plain and simple. Um, you know, yes. I mean, I see we can work something out here. I'm definitely willing to work something out. I'm just not going to house no ninjas, <laughs> right? I got space, you know what I mean, ladies and gentlemen? I think something can be done here. <laughs> but I'm not about to do all that, you know what I mean? Like, yo, man, get y'all shit together new, 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 new world before y'all tell me. Y'all the one opened the door up. Y'all the one opened the door up and told them to come in. Now you want me to hope now you want me to host them up. Oh hell no. I gotta find a Ukrainian girl flat back. Hold on for a second. I gotta find the Ukrainian girls. I had a video lined up. I just can't find which of the 10 browsers <laughs> that I have them saved on. Oh man, this is gonna take too much time. And then the timing is gone anyway. All right, I can't find it. But anyway, uh yeah, man. That's what's going on in the world. And uh, of course, you guys voted for this. You guys voted for this. Where's Joe Biden? I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things again. All right. Yeah. You guys voted for this. And now look at this is their suggestion. Uh, hotel owners, landlords. Imagine being a landlord and you have a vacant property. They go up on Zillow and they find out your property's vacant. They come knock on your door and they say you got to host the illegal immigrants. Mm. No. Nope. No. But that's what y'all voted for. And I want to remind you guys, this is what people, I didn't vote for that. You did vote for that. Remember, people have a short memory. Remember when Joe Biden did absolutely no campaigning in 2020 and still won, right? He still won the election. And it was like, God dang, bruh. And the only thing he won on was getting y'all to light up your city by fire. 
I mean, he literally, I don't know if y'all remember that. See, people have short memories. He did no campaigning, zero. He just sat up in his basement and everybody laughed at him. They was like, he ain't even out. Then when he came out like two or three times, there was like 20 people sitting out there. He had no crowd. All of a sudden, 81 million votes. All right, and of course, you voted in Eric De- Eric Adams, and you voted in that goofy-ass Brandon what, Mitchell, whatever his name is in Illinois, and guess what's happening? All right, y'all voted for this shit. All right, and then guess where y'all at? And listen, and by the way, New York's going through this right now as well. New, 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 new world order. Let's show you New York City. We built this city on rock and roll. This is New York City, y'all, and I was just there. And I was there before the bullshit. Inside the Roosevelt Hospital, uh, Hotel in Midtown, migrants seeking shelter. They're sleeping on the sidewalk. That hotel has been serving as a welcome center since May, but now it's out of room. Eyewitness News reporter Sonia Rincon is there live. Sonia. Yeah, so I was there in April. I was there in April, so they opened this up in May, the Roosevelt Hotel, but they ran out of room, of course. Of course, when you open that up, let's guess what? More people are going to go up there and show up. 93,000 asylum seekers have come through the city since May. Since May. I want to show you what the line outside the Roosevelt looks like here today. It is still wrapped around the block as asylum seekers wait their turn to register. They are weary travelers. Most of the people you see waiting here are single adult men. Families and children get priority and are usually not asked to wait outside. Last night, many of these men were already here, having arrived late yesterday or overnight, and they slept on the sidewalk. This morning, we could see them brushing their teeth, washing their faces here on Vanderbilt Avenue as they continued to wait patiently. The staff members for City Health and Hospitals, which is running this intake center, are distributing food and water and taking down names, giving out tickets. This is the intake center, the first stop in the process. Everybody needs to register here, and the men are usually bused to shelters when the city finds space, but that's what's been the problem. The scene over the last 24 hours is a major improvement from what we saw on Saturday when people were lined up for blocks, including families with children, because there was such a shortage of shelter space. And those folks did have to sit out here in the heat and heavy rain for more than a day. Things are better now, but the city is still dealing with a shortage. Moments ago, Mayor Adams said there are several ways the federal government can help the city with this crisis and that it needs to step up. We need we need help. And <laughs> we need help. Wait. Okay. Here, this is this is the funny. Here, listen. Oh, we need help, bro. You you. Oh, this is this is your doing, sir. You did this. Well, and they know they did it. See, listen. Don't think they're dumb. They know what they're doing. This is by, This is all going to their plan. Don't don't ever think new 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 world order. Don't ever think that this is not their plan. This is exactly what they want. All right, just so you know, if you read the manifestos, this is exactly what they want. All right, let's continue. New 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 world order. We need we need help. Yeah, we need help. We need help. Anybody need help? <laughs> it's. It's not going to get any better. Oh, uh, my from, plan. From this moment on, on it's yeah. downhill. <laughs> okay, so if everybody wants, anybody ever wants to call me doom and gloom, this is the mayor of Gotham City. And you calling me doom and gloom. He's telling you, I'm t- I told you it's not getting any better. And I told you this is going, going according to their plan. Now, this is the mayor of New York. Oh, it ain't getting no better. <laughs> Anybody could give us help? All right, let's see if he can do this dude shuffling again. Needs to step up. We need we need help, and it's it's not going to get any better. 
from from this moment on is downhill. There's no hope. Uh, there is no more room. I was at the Roosevelt uh, on Saturday, and I went there on Sunday. The lined up around the block, new, new, hurting new, the businesses new, new there. This is not going to get better. We let, we put buses there to for cooling systems, uh, but it's just not sustainable. Yeah, it's just brothers, man. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me when I bring you the doom and gloom. They're telling you, brothers. And by the way, this is all by design. New, 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 new Anybody think that this is not by design? You can hate on me all you want. They're saying we can't do nothing about this. You heard it from the horse's mouth. Can't do nothing about it. There's no hope. All right. Anyway, good luck out there, guys. And listen, it's time to my 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 mantra is sink or swim. All right, get rid of the dead weight, protect yourself. Not in my backyard, NIMBY, be ready to move. All right, uh, get out of these major cities. You know, I ditched the major city for, you know, somewhat of a, a desert storm bunker life, if you will. I was like, I ain't having none of this shit. All right, because they they like, <laughs> they can't, they can't, they can't stop this. And they're not even trying to contain it at this point. Let's get to the next part right here. How much income do you need to be rich? This is part of the Blue Chip Mindset stream on Wednesday. And I wanted to um, ask you guys, what type of income do you need to be rich? What do you think? Well, let's talk about it. They talk about the top 10%, 5%, and 1%. To put it in perspective, this is the number that they came up with. This is a site here called of dollars and of data. And this is the number that they come up with to say what percentile you would be a part of in America. Remember, Worldwide, compared to the world, we're all wealthy. They said if you make over $50 a day, you're wealthy. But in the United States, let's just talk about here. Okay, in the United States, the top 10%, if you make over $191,000 a year, you're in the top 10%. Okay, now I don't know how many years you would need that. And of course, age does play a part in that. And of course, your liabilities and your assets. Top 5%, $290,000 a year. Top 1%, less than a million, all right? Just over three quarters of a million dollars, all right? So, you know, it's not as much as you think. And uh, the reason why I like to share this data for you guys is because a lot of people think you need a million dollars a year um, to be in the top 10%, and it's not even true. In fact, if you make over $100,000 as a man, you make more than 96% of all women in America. Okay, if you make, and of course, location plays a part plays a part in this. Gentlemen, this is how this is how the game could change for you. And if and and just to be honest with you, to be fair, it's not that easy to make a hundred k, but you can do it. It's not out of it's not out of range. If you make one hundred thousand dollars a year, you make more than ninety six percent of American women. I mean, it's that it's that much of a difference. That much of a difference. And you make, um, you know, you make more than 80% of American men. I mean, but $100,000 isn't that far away. Like some of you guys are halfway there. Some of you guys are a quarter of the way there. Like you guys are almost there. And it takes a little bit of time. It takes some patience. And it takes, it takes multiple income streams, most part. Uh, sometimes it takes one. Sometimes it takes investments and that type of thing. But just, just that separates the wealthy class from the middle class, upper middle class, the poor class, and so forth and so on. All right, these numbers are not out of your range. Just that's, that's the main part of the show. 
These numbers are not like, you need a million, all right? Now, that would be intimidating, thinking I need a million dollars to be considered top 10. You don't, not even top five. Not even top five, fam. And, of course, if you live in a lower area, I mean, an area like Odessa, Texas, and you, uh, you know, you own an oil rig, I mean, obviously, you're in the wealthy of the wealthy uh, for that level. So just look at that number. Take a look. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, but think a little bit more objectively and pragmatically about how you can get here as opposed to thinking you need a million dollars in a Bugatti and a Bentley and all of these things. You don't really need that much. You don't even need that much. All right, last part of the doom and gloom. Oh, this is interesting. At what is the average age that uh, to move out of your parents' house? I was quite interested to see what the average age of the current generation this was in November 2021. What is the average age of an individual who moves out of their parents' house? All right, you can see it there in the article, but I was somewhat shocked at the age here. Now, here's the age down here. The average age is somewhere between 24 and 27. Woo! 24 or 27 and 27. It's somewhere in between 24 and 27. Now, that to me is extremely high. Um, I moved out at age 19, so, you know, I have a different perspective of that, and I kind of remember where I was at those ages, 24 and 27. I was kind of well off into my adult life by this age. I was doing some adult things by that point. I think I might have even been, I certainly, I think I had, I think I was on my way. I think I was married by that age, or at least about to get married by 27. I was on 28, I think, when I got married. All right, and I think I had my first child at 28, 29. It was somewhere around that age. Okay, so I was well off into my adulthood. I was already making like fifty, seventy-five thousand dollars a year at that point. And um, I wasn't that good financially, though. I mean, I was, you know, uh, I wasn't struggling, but I was middle class, but working class, if you will. I think I was an assistant head coach at a Division One university for women's basketball at 25 or 24. So I was already kind of moving on in my career. I found my lane at that point. And uh, so it's amazing that people were just kind of getting started at that age. Now, listen, no shame in anyone's game. Not everybody starts off knowing what they want to do. Some people are kind of misguided and undecided. And um, I don't want to hear any cope either, though. Well, people do that in the past. I don't want to hear any of that bullshit. I think the reason why is a whole bunch of reasons why I think people really don't prepare young people for life. They coddle them. They protect them. They shelter them. They make them weak. They make them soft as cotton nail, toilet tissue. All right, that's one reason we do have economic factors. We do have, um, you know, a, a lot of kids that don't want to go get up, get up, get out and get something. All right. There's a lot of things going on here. But as men, I try to encourage you as much as possible to get in the mindset of trying to go out and get something, man. And uh, the women that are out here living with their parents, this is also an indicator. Some things that I want to tell you, I'm going to just change your perspective. Imagine if you have children. Now, I don't want you to think about yourself because you're going to think yourself, uh, you're going to think from your perspective of a selfish position. You're going to say, well, it's all right. I was saving for rent and I was saving to buy a house, which you were not. And I will say you were saving a little bit of money. But I want you to think if you have children, Kick them out. If you have children, do you would you mind your children? And I don't want to hear no coat bullshit. You raised them. You put them in position. 
They didn't capitalize on the position. They sat there from age 18 to 27, a full nine years, and sat there and plopped their rear end, their fat rear ends up in your bed, in the bedroom they grew up in. I want you to imagine, if you had children, would you want them to live to your, in your house until they were 30? I'm going to just ask you that. If you have children, would you accept them living in your house till age 30? Remember, don't look at it from your perspective because you're in this you're in this situation, so you're trying to cope and shit. You're like, well, ain't nothing wrong with it. But if you were in this position and you were an adult, you were trying to get your kids out so you can fox your wife for once. You haven't foxed your wife in 10 years and you were waiting to walk around naked in your house so you can fox your wife after your kids leave. All right. I ain't doing that shit, and I have kids that are approaching adulthood right now. There ain't no way in hell they living in my house till 30, 27. There's no way in hell I'm going for that. There's no They got that. He, he, my son coming back from the basketball court at 22 with his stinking-ass feet all up in my refrigerator, not washing his hands. He 22. I'm like, son, wash your hands. He's like, well, well, hell no. Not, my, not me. I'm going to be having debauchery. I'm going to have... Uh, I'm going to have women his age all in my house walking around naked. He sure ain't invited to the party. Neither is my daughter. Her ass need to be getting her life together. No, 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 no. Both of my kids will not be living in my house in their 30s. I'm going to be in my 50s fornicating. I'm going to be foxing the whole damn junior college at that age. (laughs) What the hell? There ain't no way in hell they're going to be seeing their friends. Hey, don't we go to school together? Yep. What you doing here? Uh, I'm coming to see. Him, daddy. Yeah, I'm coming to see daddy. Okay, daddy. <laughs> what the hell? So this is why you have to think about it. You know, don't think about it from your perspective. We tend to do that. And this is how we rationalize the situation. Well, there's nothing wrong with being a stepdaddy, says a woman that's never going to be a stepdaddy. Okay? <laughs> says a woman that was raised by a stepdaddy. Who don't understand that when 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 you were a kid, you tortured the shit out of that stepdaddy and you used them like toilet tissue. Okay, so you're never gonna be a stepdaddy. So as a woman, you should never even fix your lips to say it's okay to be a stepdaddy. You ain't never gonna be one. However, if your son worked very hard and you invested in your son, and then all of a sudden your son came back with a fat single mother of three kids with three baby daddies. Would you want your son to do that? And I don't want to hear shit about, yeah, it's okay. No, you wouldn't want to do that. You would say, I didn't raise you up to settle for that piece of trailer park trash. That's exactly what you would say. So think about it from your son's perspective and think about how hard you did to protect and get your son to where that son needed to be. And he came home with a fat single mother. What would you say then? You would be like, uh. Okay, don't tell me what you, my, my stepdaddy was important in my life. And what that got to do with, what, what does that got to do with being a stepdaddy? So anyway, people always do that. And they always look at it from their perspective because you're broke and you're sitting up under your parents' roof and you ain't got no damn gumption to get up, get out and get something. You want to say it's okay. Well, it's okay. It's only okay because it's you, Right. Think about your parents. <laughs> All right, let me stop. Don't get me pissed off about something. I, uh, dude, that thing, this subject matter fires me up. Because I don't see any need for anybody to be living with their parents into 24 to 27. Unless you live in L.A. or New York. 
I don't see any need for this. This is too, this is, this is ridiculous. And of course I feel bad for you. The economy is really effed up. All right. The economy is effed up. Like you can't buy a house. So I understand, but some of it is copity cope, cope. And, 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 and a, and a lot of it is a lot of it is you're, you're accepting subpar employment, right? You'll be like, well, you know, I'm the manager at subway. I can only make so much. Well, you're the manager at Subway. You come back home at your home in New York and you're like, this is all I got. <laughs> no, move to Daytona, move to move somewhere cheaper, move to Iowa. But what you're doing is you're doing just the bare minimum and then accepting your fate. But listen, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But I just don't encourage that shit. I don't encourage that shit. But anyway, go get a room. Yeah, dude, get a roommate. I live with three roommates and I live with those three women. I lived at with three women at separate times. And I said, the next promotion I get, I'm never living with a roommate ever again. <laughs> I was like, never. And I think that was over a slightly about a three year period. I was like, I ain't never doing that shit again. And I was like, whatever I need to do to never do that, I ain't never doing it again. But anyway, that's the doom and gloom report for the day, I believe. And then we're going to get into some super chats and all of that. Oh, no. Essentially, um, by the way, this shit comes back to repeat itself. Just so you know, take a look at this. I always share a great video about this. The boomerang boomers. Not only are the boomers, uh, not only are the kids living with the parents longer, but the parents are moving back with their parents. Man, man, sound the bell on these normies. Of course, when you read this article, almost all of these boomers that moved back with their silent generation parents were all the victims of divorce. It had nothing to do with economy. It was all, I think, I think they shared three or four stuff stories here and three or four of them got a divorce. That's what sent they ass backpacking to their parents at 50. The over 50s moving back in their parents. You know why? Because we do normie shit. And you all say, well, what about love? And I wanted to have kids and I wanted it. Man, you were ear prepared. You, you, you did the shit out of order. You focused on the wrong things. All right, free agent lifestyle for life. But anyway, let me get to these contributions. Sorry for the doom and gloom report. I do get passionate about that subject matter because people do accept less. And when you accept less, accept less. But then when you get less results, I don't want to hear no damn complaining. I don't want to hear no belly aching, <laughs> as the old people used to say. All right, Prince Zippy's in the building. I think that's how I pronounce it. He says, stop by, stopping by to pay my foxes, a.k.a. taxes. Trey Yang Gang Yang in the building. Trey Yang. Trey Yang Gang Yang. We got some PayPal's in the building. All right. Uh, let me see here. We got a lot of stuff in the building. It's always in the building. And it's always a shout out. Okay. Shout out to TG says go Raiders. Shout out to the Raiders. Hey, man, we going 14 and 3 this year. 14 and 3. That's what I said. You heard me. I don't want to hear anybody thinking. I don't want to hear no hate either. I don't want to hear no hate. Miles says, Coach, as a young man, I have honest questions for you. How do you avoid get, uh, being jaded with people after all you've gone through, dealing with the chaos and corruption of the modern society at all levels, divorce, envious men, and all that stuff? Uh, you know, I, I just look at it as um, how do I deal with them? I just avoid them. Uh, but, no, I think a lot of people are – I've lost faith in humanity a long time ago, and that shouldn't be seen as a negative. I don't depend on – other people unless you know people invest in me and i invest in them 
Uh, I have had great people help me along the way. I'm not self-made. In fact, people of the coach gang are helpful to me today. And people before that was helpful for me, and I gave back, and I, I think there's an equal benefit to um, reciprocal relationships. Like I give to you, you give back to me. However, most people are leeches and parasites. <laughs> most people are leeches and parasites, fam. And I avoid the leeches and the parasites. All right. If I find that you're a leech or a parasite, I'm out. And I don't want to hear those. I don't want to hear no slander on my 14 and three fam. I got a lot of people slandering the Raiders going 14 and three. I'm, I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm going to start blocking y'all. I'm just stopping. No, I'm just playing. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I avoid the leeches and the parasites. You know what I mean? Like I, I in dead weight, like that's important to me. That's very important to me. And um, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. Like, I don't care what part. Well, that's your family, dude. Just because you got the same blood, that doesn't mean I get to, you get to be a parasite against me. That, that does not. I have, no, I have no need for these people in my life. Now, if you need help, if you need help, that's a different situation. But you better make sure that if I'm helping you, that you are appreciative of it and you're not entitled to it. When you turn to entitlement, and you're a damn parasite, dead weight, or a leech, I get rid of your ass. But anyway, I just, I just, that's my, that's my approach to life. And if I see that and I feel that from the beginning, I have no use for you. And that's how I survive. But anyway, that's how, that's how I survive. All right, where are we at here? Jay Cool says, Coach, uh, may we and may why we can get foxed up beyond all recognition, foxed up, full bar. And I appreciate that brother here telling us about Fox, because now we have a new word here. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? All right, Stephen W. says, Coach, I dated a girl age 33, never in a relationship, no Valentine. Thank you, man. We're going to bring that up. Just hookups, and she was a Christian black woman. She was pushing marriage and just annoying me because she was pushing a relationship. Give her the buzzer. Mm. This is the danger. It's the danger we're going to talk about here, this idea. And you're going to see the women. There's an article about women being 30 plus, the 30-somethings they call it, that, are ne- that have never had a relationship. So when you hear women pushing this relationship bullshit, you're going to see why. But they're leaving out a lot of information, as we know. Um, and the basic strategy is to lie by omission. All right, they're going to admit a lot of facts that make people feel sorry. Oh, we need to feel sorry for these people. Okay, we got a lot of uh, Venmos. It's Macaroni Tony in the building. He says, hey, yo, son, we about to hit the bodega to get some of that chopped cheese. Uh, The Ochi weight. Is it the Uki weight? Okay, I don't even know what that is. He says, you want to, he says, you want some? All right, I guess something. You want something. All right, I can barely read, but now you're really going in there giving me the street slang. But shout out to the. Uh, bodega poppy hey yo chill son hey yo all right wise lubanda says as an african man dealing in the american family court i realize how pointless fighting in court is the energy and money i spend shelling out to useless lawyers i could invest in myself start a remote business and even leave the country and start a new family this is facts but of course in our country we shame men for not fighting in court right we shame men because ultimately what you have to do is wash your hands. You basically got to say, man, forget all this. And you wash your hands and you leave your kids in the hands of the devouring mother. And then she plays the victim because you're in a no-win situation. Then she says, he ain't helping and he left. 
right? Your kid's going to be on Oprah and they're going to be like, they can't get enough to eat. And so what you'll do is you'll spend $15,000 in order to barely pay $5,000 a year in child support. <laughs> but you'll give $15,000 to the lawyers. And, the, and the, that's how the legal system works. The lawyers get the most of the money that you're fighting and she's fighting for in child support court. The lawyers will get 80% of it. And it doesn't make sense. In Tyrese's case, I just want to give people perspective. Everybody's laughing at Tyrese because he got this obscene child support amount set, which was $10,000 a month in Georgia, which amounted to $120,000 a year. But do you remember how much the lawyers got in that same hearing? The lawyers got $500,000. Brothers. The lawyers were awarded $500,000. Nobody put them two and two together. Nobody saw how ridiculous that was. <laughs> right? So the law system, the family law court, has nothing to do with the, the benefit of the child. It has a benefit of the lawyers. <laughs> was it 50K? Or was I, I got the wrong number. Yeah, they got $500,000, I believe. It was something ridiculous like that. Where the lawyers got way more than the mother and the child. Now, how does that make sense? <laughs> when, you, when you think about what the system is, then you see, okay, damn, we're, we're basically lighting the money on fire just to fight. And the money could go to kids. But, of course, when the motions are involved, both parents, one or the other, can't see it that way. And it is what it is. <laughs> so uh, that's the way it works. Uh, anyway. Yep, three different lawyers got that much more money than the kids are going to get per month. The lawyers got that after doing 12 months worth of work. So shout out to Macaroni Tony says, I love when you kick it old school, man. He says, what you know about young tenders, tender love. And them tenderonies, watch out. Watch out there now, Brother Greg, indeed. And Kevin Sullivan says, Train Yang, Gang Yang, checking in. Train Yang. Appreciate the consistency, Coach. You definitely are an inspiration for sure. Appreciate you. Brayon, greetings, Coach, and the Coach Gang member. I'm a part-time Uber driver, and last night I picked up a beautiful 22-year-old flat back. During the ride, she tells me how she's an alcoholic, been to rehab, used to be a stripper while living in Miami, and currently on OnlyFans. Then she started to show me pictures of her being on a yacht and all I could say is, Coach Greg Adams is right, of course. Hey, man, I've been trying to warn y'all, and I know this isn't every young girl, but a young girl at 22 has lived two times the life as a young man at 22. She's seen more and heard more, and of course, when you're talking about white girls, as we call them over there, they experience drug, antidepressants, Therapy, counseling, divorce, childbirth, early terminations of pregnancy, multiple bodies, STDs. I mean, early terminations of pregnancy. I mean, they 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 already see way more alcoholism, um, uh, uh, AA, Narcotics Anonymous. <laughs> they by twenty two, twenty five, they've been through a whole bunch of life, and they've been through that life starting at 13, 14, 15. But nobody wants to talk about this. And then eventually they say what? What do they say eventually at this point? And that's you. They find that that's you, guy. They find that that's you, guy. They just be like, well, let's just, uh, I'm getting tired of the jerks. Well, 
And that's you. Some of them deleting. I mean, it's crazy. But nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to say, well, no, 18 is the golden magical age. No, it's not. I've been around too many young people. They be doing some, not all the young people that I know. I think uh, athletics prevents. One of the wonderful things about athletics for women's sports, although people rag on women's sports, women who participate in sports are least likely to do these things. So the women that I've been around are least likely to do these things because they're busy. And one of the best things you can have your young person do is be busy. No, they can handle the shit. They're young. They can handle three basketball practices on, in a week and, and two on the weekend and eight games during AAU tournaments. Even if they suck, get them doing stuff. Get them, get them in commitments, ba- dance, band, uh, music, whatever. Be, be tiger moms like them Asian tiger moms. Who cares if your kid hates you afterwards? But you're also busy wanting your kids to like you instead of doing what's best for the kids. Who cares if they like you? Y'all worried about that shit? I want them to respect me. I don't need them to like me. I don't need nobody to like me. But but women who participate in sports are least likely to do this bullshit. So if you find you a woman and she's not in sports or she wasn't on a team or she didn't have a band or she wasn't, this bitch was probably out of control. Too, too many, too much time to do bullshit. Your kids shouldn't have that much downtime at all, <laughs> right? They should not. They should come home, drop their backpack, get some macaroni and cheese, do their homework, get in the shower, take their ass to bed, right back up next day. <laughs> next day. That's what your kids should be doing. If they ain't doing that shit, they got too much time on their hands. And as my great granny used to say, idle time is the devil's time. I'm here to teach. Idle time is the devil's time. Kids that got too much idle time will be doing the devil's deeds, no time, flat. And listen, they don't have to be good at what they're doing. They don't. And this is why parents fail. Well, tutoring doesn't matter, and this and that, and Kumon sucks, and it's not about, does it, it's not about does it make you a genius. It's about occupying that time with something decent. It's better than doing nothing. <laughs> it's better than doing zero. But anyway... You're like, you know what it is? It's you're broke. That's what it is. You can't afford it. When people say something doesn't help, it's normally because you don't want to pay the price. That's what it is. You don't want to pay the fee. Because if you were getting it for free, you probably would dump the ass over there and drop them off. All right, but you don't want to. Or you don't have the ability to because you're a, a slave wage worker and you can't get off of work and do what's best for your kids. So you're like, well, I got to work, so... Meanwhile, your kids are home jacking off all day and your daughter at home recording her booty for TikTok. (laughs) It is what it is. But do you out here? Anyway, idle time is the devil's time. Where we at? Deadly Ellie, eminent domain is why I stay away from real estate investing facts. I mean, it's, it's a thing. It's not doesn't mean it's going to happen to you, but oh, it's a fact. <laughs> it will mess you up. All right, where are we at here? Jacob says, I stayed at home until 27 in San Diego, but I was able to save 30K, and most people my age were just blowing it away still at home. Yeah, they were like, I want to save for my house down payment. No, you ain't. 
<laughs> right? But shout out to Jacob for doing that. All right, let's get back to the show. We getting on straggle and sniggle time. All right, and it's time to have a little bit of fun because I'm preaching hellfire and brimstone. But let me know if y'all hear this intro. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe you heard an echo. I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure out what my settings were. It might have been an echo. All right. He says, Coach, chop your heads off today. But I do have to slap these adults. It was the remix. All right. So I know what I have to do. I have to do the, I have to do it like this. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Strag on Snickle Theater. Hope that was better. Um, my settings are off on this thing here just a little bit. All right, so I forget what happens there. That should have been better. Straggle and Sniggle Theater, let's get into it here. Um, This woman right here is going viral, feral, or viral. Her name is Raven Ross. I think her name is Raven Ross. I don't know who she is. She kind of looking mealy-mouthed here, all right? She kind of looking mealy mouth muskratish here. I'm going to let you know here. But she has something to say about men. All right. Everybody got something to say about men. And she shames men who use the Stairmaster at her gym. And she says the Stairmaster is the girls is for girls only. The Stairmaster at the gym is for girls only. Let's go ahead and hear this right here. Straight male on the Stairmaster on the stair stepper. I'm like, okay, girl dinner. <laughs> That's for girls. It's for girls only. Anytime I see a straight male on the Stairmaster, on the stair stepper, I'm like, okay, girl dinner. <laughs> That's for girls. It's for girls only. <laughs> man, what is wrong with the ladies, man? What is wrong with them, man? Like, men can't do shit right. Like, men can't do nothing. Everything we do, they like, that's for girls. That's a little, that's a little, uh, sweet. What do they call it? That's a little sugary. Anything we do. We can't wear sandals, can't carry a bag over our shoulder, can't carry a chapstick, <laughs> can't carry, we have to put our phone, our wallet, our keys, our chapstick, our nail, our nail clipper, uh, our extra set of key. We got to put all of that in all of these pockets while wearing tight jeans. I mean, what are we doing here? Can't do that. Can't wear sandals because they're vandals. Can't wear a purse because it's a purse. Can't have a, uh, can't wear, what else can't we wear? Can't wear a belt. I mean, it just gets ridiculous. Now we can't even use the Stairmaster. It's a little bit more feminine. This is, sus. what do they call it? Yeah, sassy. Zesty. It's zesty. Now we can't take the stairs. We can't be happy. We can't laugh. <laughs> all right we can't do crunches we can't do pilates or yoga like what else can't we do there's actually a funny meme on twitter where they'll play a video of a woman saying something that they hate about men and oh men can't do this and there's a long ass list of what men can't do <laughs> this is like all right things men can't do and the list is like three thousand um items long can't wear a tank top now we can't drive. Well, now we can't ride the stairmaster. Can't eat a hot dog. Like, what can't we do? Can't work at home. Everything is, everything is zesty. Men can't do this. Why? It's only for women. Can't we? Can't take a selfie with our shirt off. We can't take selfies. 
<laughs> you take a selfie? What is this shit? Men taking a selfie is zesty. It's sassy. Oh, then let's not even get to the uh, video games. Can't play video games. Like, I honestly think, what are men supposed to do? Sit around here standing like this? Then we supposed to take our wallet and pay women's... T- a real man, a real man <laughs> supposed to just sit around waiting to be validated by women paying for their shit. Everything else? Nah, oh, man, that's whack. <laughs> you know how to cook for yourself? That's sassy. But I'll tell you, you can cook for me. Oh, my Lord. You can't drive a Range Rover? Oh, that's feminine. I'm like, a Range Rover's feminine? What the fuck's going on, fam? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing, fam? <laughs> like, what is it? This getting out of control. Anytime I see a straight male on the Stairmaster, on the stair stepper, I'm like, okay, girl dinner. <laughs> That's for girls. It's for girls only. Yeah, yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't use a straw. Can't drink out of a straw. Can't have standards for dating. No, you can't have standards for dating. I know you guys didn't see it. There she, I know you didn't want to see her face again. Can't have standards for dating. Can't expect women to do something for you. Men, you can't do nothing. You're supposed to just sit here. <laughs> it's like, what? This is crazy, fam. This is, this is out of control. Like, this, don't fall for this stuff. Because it's only their way to try to exert some control over you. If I want to hop on a Stairmaster, like, where does it say Stairmasters are for women? It's only because women tend to use them. It's the lower body equipment, right? What are we supposed to do? Run wind sprints? <laughs> we supposed to jog outside in the hot? Oh, my Lord. Anyway, man, this is, this is these straggles. These straggles out of control. All right, and she getting lambasted and roasted. <laughs> she getting roasted in here. And this is called, ladies, if you wanted to know, this is called misandry. This is called misandry. This is called the hate of men. Yeah. How dare you? You, you know that misogyny thing that you guys keep talking about? This is the opposite. This is called misandry, the hate of men, the outright hate of men. How dare you? And it's an open conversation. Nobody calls it out. (laughs) Nobody calls it out. So anyway, let's get into the next one here. And this is a woman who wants to uh, break into a man's house and steal his dog, uh, probably to do some peanut butter activities with the dog. But let's take you to whatever city this is. Woman tries to steal dog from owner's hand. This woman tried to steal a dog right out of the owner's hands. Let that dog go, mommy. Tell your mother hands in the laundry. Hey, that dog's gonna get hurt, bud. Bitch, you get out of my yard. Go. No, dude, you give me that dog, right? Go. Give me that dog, or I'm coming back with the homies. Huh, you don't think I do the right down the street? Get the f out of my hey, yard. Go get him, homie. Hold on. Hey, he's gonna hurt him, Leo. He's gonna hurt him. The dog theft fails. She gets inside the man's truck with her dog. Get the out of my truck! What the is you doing in my truck? This woman tried to steal a dog wow. right out of the owner's hands. Wow. Let that dog go, homie. 
Man, bro, man, you gotta watch out for these people. They cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs out here, man. Wow. So she then she jumps in his truck, and she was gonna get the homies. All right, she was definitely about that street life. She was on that thug life, baby. Wow, man, people are out here mentally wackadoodles, and she's definitely a woman that's not over the age of, she's not over 30, she might not barely be over 25, and she probably was on too much coca or mental health medication, and this is what you get. Um, Somebody's future wife right there. And that's you. She'll clean herself up, and you'll be like, this is a nice one. <laughs> and then she'll tell you about her past, and you'll be like, I can overlook that. Yeah, of course. And that's you. She like, homie. She was throwing up gang signs and whatnot. Boy, oh boy. And then jumped in his truck with her dog. Hey, man, if you live in a neighborhood, make sure you lock your house. Get cameras around your perimeter, not just in front of the garage. Perimeter cameras that notify you at all times if people are around the perimeter of your house. You need to make sure you have a ring-type doorbell, a doorbell with the camera. Also, lock your vehicles and do not keep your garage remote in a vehicle parked outside, you morons. I mean, I hear people do that all the time. They'll, they'll have a garage, you know, the garage remote, and they'll have a vehicle parked outside, and the garage remote will be in the vehicle. You jackass. <laughs> I mean, like, you can't be this dumb, all right? Or they'll leave their car unlocked for conveniences. And I'm like, why would you do that? What are you guys doing? But, of course, you guys trust people, and I don't. And I'm wrong for trusting people, but of course, I don't have people jumping in my vehicle, all right, with their dog. Crazy, crazy times. All right, brothers, we going to have y'all starving out here. Yeah, that brother's starving. Uh, I'm going to play this video that was featured on Facebook, and apparently, we got some starving brothers out here. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right, let's go ahead and pop this video up for Straggle and Sniggle Theater purposes. Here we go. Here we go right there. There it is right there. Play it. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the humanity. Um, <laughs> let me get this off y'all screen. And, uh, of course, the guy hyping that up, he definitely on the reading rainbow tip. And um, this is the type of stuff what happens. This is why black women tend to link up with reading rainbow guys because they hype this shit up. Listen, I know people have fetishes and do you but that dude definitely was a hairstylist type ninja and that's what he's hyping up and he's hyping these people up to go out there to appear like this i mean that is that that type of that type of thing should probably be kept under wraps i mean i don't think we deserve to see this guys especially you with your sagging pants with your booty out i don't understand this i don't even know how the pants are able to hang the the the, the stay up i don't understand the the aerodynamics of this so you guys aren't out of the conversation either however this type of thing should not be exploited and tell her hyping her up telling her she's all that now this does mess up the dynamics because ninjas are still gonna hit yeah that brother's starving <laughs> ninjas are still going to hit this in fact there's a lot of dudes that secretly desire this 
And it is what it is. That I cannot control. That's just your lust taking advantage of you and, you know, do you. So this is going to throw the dynamics off significantly because if you believe in the 80-20 rule, you have to believe that higher tier men are smashing these girls. And they, ha- they are. There's no lies here. High tier guys, which smashing them on the regular easily. All right. They're super easy to get if you're a high tier guy. In fact, the other dynamic of this is this woman with confidence doesn't mind shooting her shot at a higher tier guy. And if a higher tier guy just has a slow Tuesday, he's going to smash. And people deny this, but then will support the 80-20 rule. Well, 80% of the men are banging 20, uh, sorry, 20% of the men are banging 80% of the women. Well, if you believe that, that means a higher tier guy's banging her. Okay? You cannot believe in the 80-20 rule and then deny it. No, that's not true. Okay? You would have to believe it for it to be true. All right, you if it had to be true, if you if you believe it, that would have to be true. And it's it's certainly true. But um, you know, because people have fetishes. But um, any anyway, this is where we're going. This is where we're going in our world. And when you get mad at me, when you get mad at me for not trying to save this damn world, all right. Right? When you get mad at me for not trying to save this world, always remember these videos that I share with you. All right, I think we have how many more? We have one more. Uh, This is a black woman right here who loses her job, a black Texas elementary school teacher. We'll talk about teachers here in a minute. Loses her job after complaining on Twitter that her sister was dating white men and she tweeted, I enjoy being a racist. Uh, We don't have any video here, although this is Strackland Sniggle Theater. Um, according to the tweet, and she looks pretty good here in her, um, you know, her career outfit here. She's looking pretty good there. So I could focus on my career. She says, I enjoy being racist. I'm never changing. All right, let me read the story and see what happened here. A Texas elementary school teacher is out of a job after she posted racist statements on her social media that involve complaints about her sister dating a white man, according to the school system and reports the mesquite. Independent School District said in a statement Tuesday that the teacher who is black was no longer with the school after officials became aware of alarming racist posts. She wrote on X, formerly known as Twitter. As of this morning, the employee is no longer part of the Mesquite ISD organization and is not eligible for rehire, the school system said. In a statement adding, officials can't say more because it's a personal matter. Nevertheless, the highly offensive statement posted on her ex-account do not reflect the values and standards of the Mesquite ISD, and the district condemns them in the strongest terms. The teacher wrote she was upset for her sister dating a white man and joked that she asked her boyfriend to delete him. According to the post reviewed by the Dallas Morning News, I enjoy being a racist, she reportedly wrote in one post. I'm never changing. The teacher called herself a black supremacist in her social media account bio and hinted that her job knew about the post before she lost her, wait, that they knew about it before she lost her job. Um, The teacher taught third grade for three years at Thompson Elementary School and taught at her district for four years, according to the Dallas Morning News. Well, this is what I, this is how I interpret this story. (laughs) He said, that's Dora. This is outright, um, definitely prejudice, and she even admits to be racist. We do hear this thing about racism requires power. 
and this type of thing and black people can't be racist. Well, um, if you believe that, well, you can believe that if you want. Unfortunately, these type of statements do cause harm. And, you know, as much as people like her would probably complain about racism and or sexism or colorism, it does it does seem interesting that it's now being used against you. So uh, this is always the uh, this is always the roosters. The wait. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. This I, I, I it slips my mind the phrase. But um, this is always going to be something that happens. You're going to eat. It's you're going to eat your own, or you're actually going to cause something to be used against you. Uh, for some reason, the roosters came home to crow. I can't even remember the phrase. But um, the crows came home to roost. Whatever it is. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Um, for years and decades, uh, people have been using this to harm other people, right? Or to use against other people. You can't be racist. Chickens came home to roost. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It slipped my mind. Oh, my Lord. It's a long week. The turkeys came home to crow. The turkeys came home to jive. All right, yeah. <laughs> the chickens came home to roost. Oh. <sighs> But anyway, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Uh, at any rate, my main point is this. This has been used for decades to get other people to lose their jobs, but eventually this is going to be used against you. And, of course, now it's used against you, and there should be no ill will. You are overtly claiming to be racist, and not only that, you threaten another man's life for him putting his divester or her, him putting his salami in a divester, if you will, and uh, this is definitely somebody who should not be teaching. But she can't come home and get throttled if her rent is due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. If her rent is due, I definitely got a position for her. Your rent's due, motherfucker. All right. She do look like a person that needs the total package facial and the rooster's coming home to crow. <laughs> All right. Anyway, man, this is what happens when you do live. Somebody said she said it was a joke. Of course. It was a joke. Where's Kamala Harris? It was a joke. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. All right. We might go on kick after the day show. Let me see where Kamala Harris, it was a joke. Of course, when they say dangerous shit, it was a joke. It was a joke. Let me see if Kamala Harris is on here. It was a joke. Oh, damn. I don't have a good one. I don't have, I don't have a good, I don't have a good, it was a joke. Anyway. Kamala Harris, what's she doing this weekend? Kamala, what you doing this weekend? Where you at, girl? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? I got something for you to do, if you will. All right. If, you, if you're not busy this weekend, I got something for you to do, Kamala. Like, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? I'm sure you got the remix version of that. For some reason, these things are all messed up. Let me get to these super chats. All right, let me get to the super chats. All right, uh, Money Mindset Sunday. Sunday, 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 Sunday nights we stream together. And also, you can get the entire catalog of the Money Mindset. All right, anyway, Dorico says, listening to you while on my UPS delivery route, the skit you showed on yesterday 
uh, yesterday's show couldn't be more true since the news got out about our raises with our new union contracts. The rats have been coming flocking. Shout out to all the rats. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right, boy, oh boy. Um, they actually have a meme of a woman in a wedding dress sitting in a UPS truck. And they say, man, these girls are fast. JC says, what was your peak earning while with wife and kids? Um, Ninja, what kind of private? Hold on for a second, Ninja. Is this? Wait a minute. Hold on for a second, Ninja. <laughs> wait a minute fam jc is that you fam hold on hold on, hold on for a second this that was jc and that's you <laughs> here he is again there they go there they go <laughs> i didn't have no job I didn't have no job. All right, Ninja tried to get me to incriminate myself on the internet. Hold on for a second. This is just... <laughs> All right, man. Boy, you see what I have to put up with? Detective Inspector Gadget be out here. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, shout out to DJ says, single, lonely, 30-year-old women. Boyfriend. Of course, what boyfriend? Where it is. All right, where? Come on. What that mean? Boyfriend, what that mean? He says, JC says, I could have phrased it differently. Yeah, yeah. All right, Carrot Juice Podcast says, Coach, you are one of the wisest men on YouTube and in our modern era. Appreciate it, man. He says, Socrates would be proud. Your stream on the dark side of celebrity yachting was one of the best thus far. Keep up the great work. Appreciate you. Oh, man, thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. I took on some very, very big, if you haven't been following me today, uh, uh, following me before, hit the subscribe button. I took on two topics. That even men, you know, men even fight this these topics that I bring. And despite that I bring the evidence, I'll bring the receipts of exactly, I'll show you exactly names. We'll, t we'll talk about it. People still be mad at me, right? Or they'll wrestle with me or you'll use normie logic and you'll be like, well, that's simping and that. It's just not how it works, unfortunately, man. Uh, money, th there's two things that run this world. The black Socrates in the building, that's a new nickname. The two things that run this world, you can be mad if you want, but this is one of the red pills. There's two things that run this world, money and Punani, peace leave. That's it. Them two things, them two things will make this world keep going. Now, what you think is I'm going to be a good person. And I'm going to have great moral character and I'll be at the top echelon and I'll remain to be poor and I'll be a poor, righteous teacher and I'll have great morals. There's there's righteousness in poverty. <laughs> right? Come on, man. Everything is done for the two, the pursuit of two things. And we can be mad if we want. Everything is done for the pursuit of two things. Money and punani. That's it. And I'm going to, you, you want me to, you want me to prove it? <laughs> I'll prove it. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it. Because if you gave everybody 
unlimited access to money in Punani, nobody would do a damn thing. Everybody, and this is proven in a lot of third world nations. If you give them access to puss, peace leave, and say, y'all ain't got to do nothing here. Just, just have all the access you want. Men wouldn't do shit. Like the 90% of men wouldn't even get up out of bed. Number two, if you gave people money equally, 90% of people wouldn't move a finger. They wouldn't do nothing. <laughs> this is proven by the welfare system and universal basic income. This is proven. They don't do shit. And a matter of fact, the people who get universal basic income or welfare are the people procreating the most because they just sit around fornicating with whatever they can fornicate with. They are the ones who are populating the earth like crazy. <laughs> the people who actually get up and work for their money don't have a lot of time to have a lot of babies. And even when they do get money, they have to think, mm, how many babies can I afford? <laughs> It's not that hard to figure out. Now, everything else is secondary. Most people have to get, they don't have access to no booty and they have to do what? Get up and work. And they got to go, I got to work. I got to build myself up so I can get some booty. <laughs> Come on, man. It don't, don't make it too hard on yourself. Don't make it too hard. This is, a, this is the crimson capsule. Swallow it. In fact, let me give you another thing to think about. Money and peace leave, right? Those are the two things. Well, women already have peace leave. What do they do? They try to get the money. Come on, fam. It ain't that hard to figure out. They don't have money, but they have the puss. So they're not trying to chase puss. Like, they're trying to chase money. Come on, man. Don't make it too hard. Don't make it too hard. And don't take it too hard, son. Sit down. I'll give you the reality. <laughs> right, anyway. All right, anyway, man, stop with the bullshit, man. Don't make it too hard about it. It ain't that hard. And then once you get to the point where you got excess money, then the peace leave going to be super easy. It's going to be easier than it should be. But anyway. <laughs> D Rock Den says, shout out to CGA. We back. We back. Shout out to Pocket full of dinero beats pocket full of dinero beats says money energy attention and time shout out to ucga the goat all right well we got here gilbert arenas no gilberto is in the building he says good morning coach and he's in the gym in bakersfield baking in california he says i know it ain't tuesday but the amount of gorditas in here is reprehensible shout out to bakersfield oh, the humanity Bakersfield definitely probably got a lot of gorditas between Bakersfield and Fresno. Whoa, way. All right, boy. <laughs> Whoa, wait, 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 wait. All right. Uh, where's the ATM girl? All right. I haven't heard her voice in a, uh, a minute. Do I have the ATM girl up in here? All right. I don't know. I actually don't know where her sound effect is. I guess I don't have her in here. Interesting. I thought I would have the ATM girl in here. I got to put her up in here. Okay. All right. But uh, yeah, they have, a, they have an ATM between their legs. <laughs> he says, coach is the messy of this. Yeah. Shout out to Messi. Shout out to our brother Joseph with the co-sponsorship for the day over on the cash app. He says, Aloha Friday, coach gang. Aloha to you. 
And uh, shout out to everybody in Maui. All right. I was in Maui a couple years ago. And uh, sounds like they're going through a devastating fire. Okay. They're going through a devastating uh, crisis with some some fires down in Maui. Sad to hear. And um, I know a lot of touristas, tourists are down there too, getting their luau's on. And, uh, you know, they're probably caught in the trap there too, man. So that that's kind of sucks for you to, you know, save up to go to Maui and you're dealing with bullshit like that. You know, I don't know how it started. I don't know anything about how it started or any conspiracy theories or anything like that. I only saw a video of a, on Twitter or X of a car driving past some fires and there was a, there was a woman laid out on the floor Consumed, obviously, by smoke, laid out, done. They drove by them. They was like, oh, there's a woman there. And they kept on going, left her ass out there. Um, cold, cold-blooded world, man. Norbit says, do a stream about the gym becoming the new club. I, I have, but that doesn't mean I can't do another one. All right, I definitely will. Lee Smith says, CGA, please give Stairmaster Chick the Reverend X. She did deserve that. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. <laughs> Indeed, she deserved that. Shout out to Floyd Hope. I'm surprised that BW made the statement about being upset with her sister dating a Brad when the majority of BWs are divestors and prefer Brads. Indeed. All right, I don't know what got into her, uh, but possibly because she got dumped by a white man. I have no idea. JC says, I could have phrased it differently. LOL. And Enigma WPG says, yes, your yachting stream was very informative. Thanks, coach. You took some risk confirming what we thought was going on. He says, those of us on the dark side are doing this in a lower financial bracket. Facts. Facts, 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 facts. Um, but you guys can continue to struggle and get your riz on. All right. You can get your riz on or your game on, but you'll probably get a riz draining order before you get some results from your riz. <laughs> All right. Get that riz straining order. I do have two more, and I'm going to get them in here. Uh, Adrian A. May says, uh, on this day two years ago, I was red-pilled by a woman. I tried to court, give me the buzzer, never looked back. Thank you for that sponsorship. Listen. Uh, he says, today at 40, car student loans paid off. 2.3% mortgage interest rate and a proud member of the free agent lifestyle. God bless you, coach. A Mason's in the building, brothers. Love it. Love it. My brother got, my brother said, man, two years ago, you were about right at the age I got that red pill where I just accepted the red pill, right? I always kind of red pill with relationships, but that was about the age where I was like, okay, <laughs> right, enough of this shit. All right, Macaroni Tony, I love when you kick it old school, man. He says, what you know about them tenders? Wait, did you send that twice? All right, maybe I skipped you. All right, no, I got it to you, brother. And Kevin Sullivan said, train gang gang. All right, so I skipped Adrian and the other brother, so I did catch up with them. All right, anyway, let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. What are we doing here? What are we talking about next? Let's see. Are we talking about a custody battle? Yes, we're talking about a custody battle with the queen of the Stone Ages. Stone Age, we're going rock. They do have a great song called um, They Don't Know. I think that's them. Dun, 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 dun. Actually, use that song. I use one of their songs. Oh, what you do to me. I actually use that song in one of my um, recent videos on Instagram. I believe that's the same band. Great song, by the way. It takes you back. But Queen of Stone Ages, Josh Homey. Break silence on custody battle with ex-wife Brody Daly. 
They split in 2019 after 14 years. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and three kids. And their kids have some weird names, but we don't mention kids' names over here. But check this out. The front man of Queen of Stone Age. It says right here, his name is Josh Homie. He's opening up, open up about his contentious custody battle with his ex-wife, Brody Daley, for the first time. And by the way, um, this guy, this guy's been put up with a lot of bullshit. And he has full custody. He has full custody of his kids. Oh, no one knows. No one knows. It's not they don't know. No one knows. That's, that's how, that song is cold as hell, just so you know, man. If um, And shout out to them. Um, in a statement issued on Homie's behalf, it explains that the rocker decision to speak out about the battle over his sons and his 17-year-old daughter is with the hopes that it will end the inquiries and speculation and prove the family Approve uh, the family the privacy and consideration they deserve. Well, I'm opening it up, brother. According to the statement, Homey and the distiller's front woman co-parented amicably in a healthy and a functional way through the first year after their divorce in 2019, after 14 years of marriage, after which the situation took a dark turn. Now, I tell you that all the time, gentlemen. Henry Resilient, are you here? I tell you that all the time. Normally, after the divorce, men typically anticipate there will be no more bullshit. You already spent all the lawyer money. You diced up all the community property. You diced up the kids. You basically just farted away all of your fortune, future fortunes, and your family generational income. He basically, essentially, most likely has to start all over. And I tell you, the bullshit just going to get started. It ain't over yet. If, they, if you meet a super petty person in your divorce, male or female, that means they're going to be petty until till the end. They're going to be bitter until the end. And this is exactly what happened to him. Homey's statement claims that Daley began violating the pair's original 50-50 custody agreement and not allowing the children to see him, alleging that Daley's boyfriend, which is the woman, Gunner Fox, was partially responsible. So she got a new man, and she put the simp in between the biological father and the children despite multiple orders by the Los Angeles Family Court to return the children, as well as being found in contempt of court, Dele continued to violate the custody agreement. Again, this sucks because men try to use the court to help them, but the court can't help. The woman still is the devouring mother. She's like, I'm still not going to let you see him. I've been a victim of this myself. And a truth be told, the court does nothing about it. In fact, you can, it can be used against you, meaning that that by the time you do something, they go back and say, well, when she had him full time, you owe child support. And you're like, what? <laughs> you're like, I didn't have him. I, she didn't have him full time. She kept him away from me. Why do I owe her child support? Well, you owe her child support for the, for the months that she had him full time. And you're like, what? <laughs> you're sitting there like, what the fuck is going on here? And, and he says, this, this situation was exacerbated by the inappropriate actions of her boyfriend, Gunnar Fox. Again, sometimes a single mother will put a man that doesn't need to be there in between the father and his own kids. Explaining that he has now sole legal custody of the three kids since March 2022, so the court took the kids away eventually. Homemade statement said that the three are currently under the care of their father and paternal grandparents. Daylay was granted supervised visitations with the youngest child in the interim. And remember, they have a 17-year-old daughter that's being put in front of this, and the child's about to be 18. Unfortunately, the mother gets blinded 
and doesn't see that this young lady is going to be an adult in months and that this young lady is going to need some help, assistance, a stable, a stable parent, not two squabbling ass parents, but this woman cannot see that she's blinded by rage, hate and vindictive behaviors here. He said the statement also claims that both Dele and Fox have behaved in ways that has not only caused the children emotional harm, but have also put them in great danger on March 16th. Homey, on behalf of himself, his children and his parents were granted a, a permanent restraining order against the woman daily for a period of one month, one year and 11 months. This comes after previous reports indicating that Homey's children had sought restraining orders against the front man, him, the father, in, in fall of 2021. So we got restraining orders back and forth. And it says right here, which the statement notes, has since been revealed in court proceedings that the restraining order was drafted and filed by Fox, the boyfriend, who forged Daylay's signature. Wow, Jesus mm. Christ. The, the boyfriend forged the signature on the ex-wife's behalf to file a restraining order on behalf of the kids against the biological father. Holy mackerel. Homie's, homie, the, front, the, uh, the, the father, alleges that the mother was aware that her boyfriend had forged her signature in a matter and did nothing to set the record straight legally in the media. And in the case of his daughter, took the minor child to court without the presence of either one of her parents. There's, there's more to this. Um, and um, I actually tried to look for her side of the story. And uh, I found it. <laughs> I found it. Of course, this is her side of the story. Brody Daly or Daly. I want to call her Daly. Brody Daly. And there she is right there. There's the wonderful loving couple. Couple. It says right here, she speaks out on child custody battle with Joss Homey. Now, this was uh, earlier in the year. Let me see when his article came out. His article comes out and his article actually preceded hers. All right, so then she coming in responding. She said the aftermath made her contemplate what's the point, what the point of uh, going on was. So she was contemplate deleting. Yep, she's lying at her own uh, all right, let me give her her side of the story. Of course, there's his side, her side, and the truth. Brody Daly has spoken out about her tumultuous custody battle with Josh Homey in a series of new Instagram posts. Ah, she went to the court of public opinion. All right, so there it is right there. So she went to the court of public opinion. The two separated in 2019 after 14 years of marriage. Daly filed temporary restraining, domestic violation restraining orders against Homey on behalf of their two sons, claiming they were scared he was going to hurt them. Uh, when I hear shit like that, I go, that's normally a lie. That's normally a lie. That's, that's just tactics all women use. He was abusing them, right? They were scared of him. Like, who's not scared of their daddy, first of all? I mean, I was scared of my father until a couple, you know. It says right here, in the filing, it was claimed that the Queen of Stone Age frontman abuses them physically and emotionally. Of course, I'm not already not believing her shit. All right, but because uh, I hear it all too often, but it's never rare. It's rarely the case and has been discovered as drinking and driving. OK, did he get a drink and driving? Did he get a DUI? I'm not sure. 
Two months after the restraining orders were filed, Daly was found guilty. The woman, she filed the restraining order two months after she was found guilty of willfully failing to hand her five-year-old son over to Homey as part of an agreed custody deal. And two of their other children were discovered to have not visited him based on their own accord. And she's a singer as well in the band called the Distillers. She was sentenced to community service in order to pay a $1,000 fine, which is a slap on the wrist. The two later went to court at the beginning of 2022 and Daly testified against her ex-husband and claimed that he terrified her. Of course, there you go right there. There's more of that shit. And said she had been thinking about wanting to delete her. He'd been thinking about wanting to delete her and headbutted her so hard that she saw stars. She lying her ass off. I'm going to just let you know. Uh, but uh, in March 2022, however, a court granted the male, the father, sole legal custody of their three children for nearly two years. According to the guide, Homey shared a rare situation a statement on the situation, which we talked about already. Now, Daly has shared her side of the story on Instagram. Of course she did. Yes. <laughs> All right. Insinuating that her claims were found to be false due to money, greed, and corruption. All right. She sounds like the men. The singer shared two posts on the page, each containing a paragraph of her and her children with captions sharing a photograph, capture sharing the perspective of the custody battle. I'll just read a little bit because I'm tired of this bullshit. In February 2022, after an eight-day trial, which they wasted probably tons of money, I was granted three-year domestic violence restraining order. You didn't hear about it because it didn't go to the press. I didn't parade it around, tuning it to trumpet my own horn. Three weeks later, they took one of my kids. They didn't give you custody. They gave you a restraining order. A month after that, under temporary guise, they took my other two. Textbook to a T. They built an Everest of lies with no evidence. Why? Why would they do that? Because money, greed, corruption, and winning at all costs is the name of the game. She also proceeded to claim that she has been shoved center stage, punished, pointed at, lied about, laughed at, ridiculed, shamed, berated, and made an example of throughout the course of the court battle and a victim of smoke and mirrors created by PR. My story is not unique and it is not rare and it happens to be and it is happening to protective mothers and some protective fathers everywhere. All right, so let me just stop the bullshit right there. Let me stop the bullshit. She says she's broken. She's been shattered into a thousand pieces. And for a long time, I couldn't get out of bed. I contemplated what the point of going on was. (sighs) Guys, I'm exhausted reading this, but here's here's the reality of it. People go through this every day. And so these two people have been going through this bullshit uh, constantly since their divorce in 2019. They were amicable at one point, and then somebody flipped the switch. And now she appears to be the one cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. He appears to be the one gaining ground with evidence, and the kids were removed because she was holding. She said she had a restraining order. She didn't have a custody change. So she's keeping the kids from him, and she got punished for it. And now she's broken, and now she's going on a tirade and making things a lot more complicated. Unfortunately, the young children are very young, and she's not even thinking about the children. She's thinking about herself, right? She's thinking about herself. And a lot of us have been in this situation, right? We've been in this situation, and uh, we don't. sometimes we don't have it play out this well because 
we don't have the money to fight it. So I don't know what the Queen of Stone Ages are worth. People seem to know who they are. And, um, you know, we had a guy say he just went to his concert this week, member of the coach gang. But he probably has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on this. Hundreds. And we hear the typical tropes from her. She's the protective mother. She's the one that loves them. She's, uh, they, he threatened her. He beat her up. Um, and he beats up the kids, and the kids are scared. All women use this to the point where it doesn't even mean anything anymore. Yep. So she's not worried about the better development of the kids, what the kids need to be doing. She actually has tunnel vision, and I would say a little bit of psychosis and a lot of bitterness towards the father in which she hates the father more than she loves the child. She hates the father more than she loves the children. And then she even put death by simp in there. And not only that, she said she's using her own life to threaten so that she can get her way. Hey, listen, if somebody uses, they're going to take their own life to get their own way. Hey, it is what it is. All right. I'm not the one to deal with that threat. All right. Listen, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do or go seek help. But you're not going to get your way. You're not going to dodge accountability by you threatening to slice your wrist. I don't want you to do it, but I'm not going to respond to that type of behavior. All right, that's actually manipulative behavior, and it actually doesn't help the real people who, wanna, who are dealing with this type of uh, mindset. There's real people who want to take their own life for some legitimate reasons. Now, if you just want to kick and scream and get your own way because nobody's ever told you no, and you never took in no L's, and you refuse to take an L and be held accountable for your bad despicable behavior and then you want to say you want to take your hey man do what do what you want to do actually you're gonna make everybody's life better unfortunately <laughs> all right you're gonna make it easier for everybody else listen i ain't trying to save you but put a helmet on before you jump i don't know what to tell you <laughs> all right look i'm i'm not empathetic or sympathetic i'm actually let's deal with some damn accountability let's 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 everybody get on the right path everybody get on the right track but all she's doing is out trying to, at, at the last ditch effort. Well, I'm going to harm myself. Well, listen, that's yourself. As long as it ain't myself, all right, we got some. As long as it ain't me, do you. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. <laughs> all right, anyway. Next caller. Uh, shout out to the Queen of the Stone Age and No One Knows. Check out that song. If you definitely like classic type rock, classic rock, it is a cold ass song. All right, it reminds me of some. Adam and the ant shit. It reminds me of some, uh, it reminds me of some old school ass punk rock from the old, uh, West end Europe, uh, uh United kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to, let's go to, uh, the next story here, which I didn't put my banner up, but everybody knows what it is. It was supposed to say brutal custody battle right there. Uh, Danica Patrick is in the news. Uh, so I said, what are you waiting for? Again, yep, Danica Patrick's in the news. Danica Patrick delivering crimson capsules out here. And uh, Danica Patrick, if you don't remember, who, who doesn't remember Danica Patrick? You might be like, who the hell is he? You're like, Danica Patrick, what? Wait a minute. Who are you? Uh, Danica Patrick actually has been featured in some crimson capsule spaces. Okay, Danica Patrick was the uh, car driver who was one of the first women car drivers in either open wheel Indy type races or F1 and or NASCAR. Okay. This is Danica Patrick. And um, people were like, oh, funny joke about Danica Patrick. She probably watches our shows. 
couple things about Danica Patrick. Uh, there you see her there. Um, she's a nice looking plain Jane, right? And so what people were saying was Danica Patrick's hot. Well, I wouldn't describe her as hot. She's definitely looks good. She definitely is, you know. But uh, a funny joke about Danica Patrick is that uh, a, a male comedian once said, Danica Patrick's hot for a race car driver. She's not hot. <laughs> like, if you put her up against other women, she would not be hot. But, of course, doing what she does and then being that she's around all men, Danica Patrick then becomes hot. It's like every female athlete. Every female athlete is hot. You know, every normal-looking female athlete is hot until you put them up against hot women. All right, but uh, anyway, she's a good-looking girl, if you like. Uh, she's not ugly. She actually dated Aaron Rodgers or something. Wasn't she engaged? Mm. Uh, she took the red pill, though. I don't know if you guys know. She did take the red pill. <laughs> All right, so um, you're going to find this out because Danica Patrick dropped some red pills the other day, and people mad as hell at Danica Patrick. So let me show you the red pill that she dropped, and we might be able to show some people's responses. They pissed. Feminists are pissed at Danica Patrick. All right, so let me go ahead and pull this up, and shout out to Danica for dropping some red pills. Uh, here it is right here. They asked Danica Patrick, what did they ask her? What's her opinion on more women getting into racing? I'm assuming F1 racing or NASCAR, which she participated in both. Here's what Danica Patrick had to say. Fair use. Fair use. On, on how we can get more women involved in motorsport. How to IndyCar. Yeah. So it's maybe just time yeah. for, a, yep. for, a few to, for a few to go the other way. Um, now, I want to get into your thoughts on, on, on how we can get more women involved in motorsport. How and when we're going to get a, a woman lining up on the grid in Formula One. It's See, this dude right here. What the hell? New, 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 new world order. Why are men always pushing this shit? You know, I think he expected a certain answer. What do we need to do to get more women involved? Do we need it? That's my first question. All right, but let's let's see what Danica says. I'll replay it. He's reading from a script which tells you all that you need to know. New, 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 new world order. He's reading from a script. Uh, 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 they want me to ask you this question. And Danica Bradshaw about to throw that red pill on him. Shout out to Danica. Let's get the let's get the let's get it right here. It's been 30 years since there was a woman racing in F1. Are you encouraged by the steps being taken at the moment to, to get a woman on the grid? Or do you think more needs to be done? Um, well, you're assuming I want that. <laughs> Danica Patrick, hold on for a second. I know I'm pausing it, but I gotta set it up for drama purchases. <laughs> Yo, she on the dark side. Hold on for a second. I'll let her say her whole statement right here. She definitely on the dark side. <laughs> Cook his ass. Cookie. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, I'm with it. I know. And listen, if you want to watch the whole video, go watch it back. I, had a, I have a show to do. She said, kaboom. She was like... <laughs> Why you assuming I want more women in, in racing? All right, hold on for a second. Let's get it. Let's get it here. Let's get it here. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. On, on how we can get more women involved in motorsport, how and when we're going to get a, a woman lining up on the grid in Formula One. It's been 30 years since there was a woman racing in F1. Are you encouraged by the steps being taken at the moment to, to get a woman on the grid? Or do you think more needs to be done? Um, well, you're assuming I want that. You're assuming yeah. that that okay. is important to me. Yeah. Not. Okay. 
Um, you know, it's always like an interesting stance I have on it. Um, <laughs> Yo, I got to play that back. I got to play that back, fam. Hold up. Yeah, since there was a woman racing in F1. Are you encouraged by the steps being taken at the moment to, to get a woman on the grid? Or do you think more needs to be done? Um, well, you're assuming I want that. You're assuming yeah, that that okay. is important to me, and yeah. it's not. Okay. Uh, Damn. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Yo, this is... <laughs> um, you know, it's always like an interesting stance I have on it. Um, I think that what makes a sport really popular is great racing. Like, you can have half the field out there women and have it be follow the leader, and it's not going to be interesting to watch. Ooh. Good racing, and that's what we have so much of these days in Formula One. I mean, pretty much everything other than Max is a toss-up for who's going to be really good that, who's going to be second, third, fourth, fifth that weekend. Um, and, uh, and so that's what makes it really appealing. And so um, I, I think as, a, as, as someone who obviously was a girl, like, you just got to come up like normal. Oh, she said, you got to work, bitch. Hold up for a second. She's like, you have to work. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. She said, you can't get on your knees. She said, you're going to have to work for this, bitch. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. Whoa, let's continue. And I and I do have a little bit of, uh, not a criticism, but an opinion about female series. Uh-oh. Is that it's fine. It can give opportunity for some who might not get a chance. Uh, otherwise, um, to show what they can do. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to race against guys. And so it's like, you know, I don't know, do you watch golf? Yeah. Uh -oh. Yeah, yeah. So when you watch golf, you watch that, like, a lot of times he'll, like, okay, a, a golfer on. that's. Her, her example's not that great here, but check out the dude's, check out the dude's body language. Watch this. Opportunity for some who might not get a chance. Uh, otherwise, um, to show what they can do. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to race against guys. And so it's like, you know, I don't know. Do you watch golf? Yeah. Yeah. Look at his body language now. Look at his body language. He like, uh, 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 I didn't expect this answer. Like, damn. Yeah. So <laughs> you like, uh, yeah, he didn't put his script down. When you watch golf, you watch that like a lot of times. He'll like a, a golfer that's maybe not ranked as high will rise to the occasion with the one he's golfing with, whoever he's golfing with. Yeah. And I think that tends to happen like in all sports. That's why you see some of the best wanting to run around, like practice and be with the best is because then they get better. Oh, like, so essentially what she's saying is I think she's taking a shot at the all female Formula One. I believe that there's an all female Formula One. And uh, what she's saying is it's just follow the leader. They're they not doing nothing. They're not getting better. They're not racing against the people who count, which are the men. The men is where the money is. You need to race against the men. So we don't want more women in women's F1. That's, that's useless. She's like, I don't care about that. It's not important to me. We need to get these women racing the men where it matters. That's essentially what her point was. And she out here slaying people. Hold up. Like, if you bench yourself off of something that's not the best, then... It's going to affect your effort level, your, your mental goal, like what you envision yourself doing. And so you really have to put yourself in the toughest situations and you might as well do it early. Yeah. Got to work, bitch. This is only going to get harder. Yeah. And so I, I just think that, um, I think that giving proper tests to be able to see if, uh, if a driver, if a female is, is fast enough is um uh you know some a great way to know if there should be a next step forward but 
As far as anything beyond that, I think they should be racing with the guys. I, I think it's racing in the same series. And they just got to get people around them that, that believe in them. Yeah, because looking at your career, you didn't have a W Series, did you? You didn't have an F1 Academy. You fought your way to the Or a minority top. anything. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I giggled along the way. I'm like, I never got any minority money yeah. or anything like that. Oh, she said, I work for my shit. She was like. Why do I have to work? <laughs> I am sexy. I am and sexy. And so the F1 Academy is the F1 Academy. She was like, bruh, I didn't have no handouts. I didn't get no help. I actually had to be, uh, I had to actually have to set the pace. Uh, I don't think she's ever won a race, though, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not a major race. You know, <laughs> and you did pretty well, you know, and you got to the, you got to the very top. So yeah, it just it just perhaps goes to show. Uh oh. Um, you know, if you were if he, you were Stefano Domenicali, I uh, see he changed the subject. He was like, oh hell no! All right, hold on for a second. I ain't trying to get canceled over this shit. He changed the subject. You see him change the subject matter. He was like, mm. well, what they're saying is that. Um, Danica Patrick is taking feminism backwards. Okay. She says a woman in F1 is not important to me. All right. Having a woman on the grid is not important to me. This is what Danica Patrick said. And they said she's taking feminism backwards. They mad mad. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, let me see here. There's a guy that actually has some tweets that people went off on Twitter, of course. On the race. Said it was a, a sounding board for people who can't do shit. Let me see if I can find some of the tweets that people responded to. Uh, let me see here. He's going to put them up here. Let's get it right here. I need someone to get Danica Patrick off my screen. She's taking feminism back 20 years. This is a man, apparently. She's taking feminism back 20 years. Wow. You see the response? You see the response? What do you think? Does she is she taking feminism backwards? I think she's saying these they got to work, bitch. Here's Ruth. Why would you put Danica Patrick on F1 Kids? Girls need role models, not someone saying you have to be aggressive to be an F1, and that's not a feminine trait. It says right here, makes aggression sounds like a bad thing, but in sports applied properly, it's positive. Taking feminism backwards. All right, you see that right there? Let me see if there's another one. I think there's another couple tweets here. Mathematics isn't with, wait, mathematics is what wins races. Aggression has nothing to do with winning motorsports. Okay, they piss, 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 pissed off. Uh, so this guy, I think it's a guy. So let me get this straight. She acknowledges that it takes 100 girls for one good one, but also says no girls will make it in her opinion. Because she asked her friends about the reactions to a specific situation, a.k.a. a lot smaller set than 100 most likely. Okay, I don't know what the hell they're talking about and getting at here. Rick says, this makes me uncomfortable. Boy, oh boy, is she breaking the matrix up. Maybe I'm just a big old social justice warrior, woke-minded virus carrier but I think the only thing that makes a feminine mind less aggressive than a masculine mind is how girls and boys tend to be raised, not something inherent. But maybe she's not saying that I don't know. Yeah, she confusing the normies. Yeah. Came out there to show mad teeth. All right. And at the end of the day, they got you. Gotcha, bitch. They can't handle it. Let me see. There's another one here. As one of the most successful women in open wheel racing, should her opinion not be valid? Yeah. All right. So that looks like a supportive tweet. 
Looks like a supportive three tweet right there. Okay, I don't even want to read the rest of these here. Not going to discount her perspective like some. Would be fascinating to have some studies done in women's sports and athletics measuring the level of aggression based in the natural aggressive uh, personalities, aggressive learned behaviors, and the effects and so forth. Okay, there. That, that's what you're seeing here. But she definitely, this happened over the last two days. This happened over the last two days, and they cannot handle it. I think I support 100% what she's saying because she's saying women shouldn't be rewarded in this situation, if they want to compete, there shouldn't be a separate league. And when we get into this situations of equality, this is what happens here. Is aggression the thing that helps F1? You certainly need a team and you certainly need a lot of money. And I heard a lot of people say the grassroots is where this should start. Not in a major league like F1 where they're having a female academy and they're giving these people, what, what essentially is happening is F1 is um, doing what the NBA does to the WNBA. And this is just my perspective. It is, it is absent of significant evidence and knowledge. What's probably happening is F1 can't put the women who want to be female racers into the F1 series, which is dominated primarily by men. So what they've done is made a women's league. But how did these women come up? Did they start in go-karts? Did they start down there? Um, doing drag races at these small, hot-ass stadiums like the Las Vegas Speedway? Probably not. They probably got an interest in it, possibly, or their relative was in it, and they were like, I want to do it too. But now they get to do a major league circuit, but on a minor league. And Danica's like, no, that shouldn't be. Danica's simply saying, start out in the little leagues, start grassroots, and then if you're the best, compete with the men. That's essentially what she's saying. We shouldn't finance the women and give them opportunities. She said, that's not important to me. (laughs) Right? That makes sense. That's what the WNBA is, although a lot of those women play basketball since they were very young. But the WNBA is subsidized by the NBA. If the NBA removed all subsidy, they would collapse in 10 seconds. It would be done. And, um, And it's basically like a league that people, they're saying people should support it. And the only reason they're saying that is because it's not self-supportive. It's not self-sufficient. Like, it, it needs fan support or the NBA will keep throwing money away to keep this league alive, which I think there should be women's professional sports, uh, but it should be at their own rate and their own pace, not forcing people to do it and not forcing it down their throat. That's what Danica's saying. That's what, they, that's what they're saying. She's like, if you, if you want to be in this, compete against the men. I love it, though. I love it. And then shout out to the women that want to compete against the men. And some don't. All right, look, let me hit the super chats because we're going to get into the main event. It's the two-hour mark. We're going to get it. Oh, we're not going to get into the main event. We're almost there. Teacher and high school teachers and threesomes. Trying. All right, we're going out with a bang here today this weekend. High school. Te- so this is a segue into 30-year-old women being single and lonely. And never having boyfriends. Well, I know what they're doing. Students testify. Student testifies about threesome with his teachers. Oh, boy. These women are out here. Oh, that's nasty. All right, there they go. So these women are definitely under 30. A female student, I'm sorry, a former student who allegedly had a threesome with two high school teachers in Louisiana testified in court on Tuesday about the sexy romp and admitted secretly recording one of the women sleeping after sex as proof to show his fellow football players. Miss Anderson in the building. Jamal, I guarantee you this is a black man. 
I guarantee you that athlete football player was a black man. You can't, you can't see it on your screen. There they go right there. There they are right there. Okay, student testifies about a threesome with his high school teachers. Trying. Okay, let me read the story. It says right there, uh, the unidentified student, now 19, detailed the relationship he had with former high school teacher, Shelly, I can't pronounce these names, age 34, that began when he was a 16-year-old student in her English class. The months-long affair began with a Facebook message from the teacher after the team was out sick one day in August 2014, he testified. And of course, this is, this is coming to light because, um, because I made it come to light. He testified quickly, uh, and it quickly progressed to the student and teacher kissing in the classroom within days. Later on, that night was the first time that Shelly and I had sex intercourse. The team told the judge, um, and it says right here, uh, she had pleaded not guilty on two counts of carnal knowledge of a juvenile. If convicted, she faces a maximum of 10 years in prison. The night of, the, the, of their first tryst, the teen said that the teacher picked up the teen from his house in a New Orleans suburb after a football scrimmage. I hope he got in the shower. He testified that the teacher then drove to an isolated location behind a daiquiri shop where they got it on. Prosecutors say that the teacher coordinated the twist tryst by using a fake Facebook profile under the name Madison Mexicano, complete with the image of a cartoon character, Speedy Gonzalez, as the profile image. The cover photo also included the phrase, I love Mexican boys, so now we've determined that he most likely is Latino. And it says right here, I love Mexican boys as a reference to the teen. Prosecutor Rachel Africa says, hey, we don't need this on my screen. And the teen later testified Tuesday that he didn't appreciate the reference, however, since he is half Colombian and half Caucasian. The teen provided the court with a list of the places where he met the teacher to have sex, including her house, inside her Honda Pilot SUV in multiple parking lots, and in a shed at a friend's house. The torrid romps culminated. The teen testified with a threesome with another high school English teacher, 26-year-old Rachel R., at her apartment in Kenner. All three of us were in bed together, the teen told the court. We all started having sex. The teen also said he recorded um, response of the second teacher while she slept after the threesome and admitted to the court that his genitals could be seen in the footage. My goodness, Lord, have mercy. Oh, the humanity. Yikes. He put that woman to sleep. He banged her ass to sleep, fam. <laughs> goodness. It was kind of like proof, he testified, adding that he showed the video to some teammates at a, on a high school football team. I told them about it, but they didn't believe it. Okay, school authorities eventually learned of the threesome after rumors spread throughout the school, of course, and they have a trial date. All right, that's enough about this right here. Of course, this is reprehensible but despicable behavior, but there they are right there. There's the two that he banged out. And one was 26 and the other one was 32. All right. And this Latino brother was out there beating the brakes. (laughs) 
beating the whole brakes <laughs> off of these Milly Mouth muskrats. And of course, he probably was the star of the team. He beat the brakes off of these girls right here. Check them out right there. These horny ass girls right here, all right? When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear nobody say shit. When you see me on the corner, bitch, mind your business. Yeah, man, the dark side Liddy. The <laughs> dark side Liddy. All right, let me do some super chats and we're going to be on to the main event. Good Lord. It's a cold, cold, evil-ass world. It's an evil world we live in. He put he put that 26-year-old woman to sleep. Had her <laughs> blowing her back out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Putting her, laying her down, fam. And he was barely 18 years old, laying they ass down. Woo! All right, shout out to our brother here. Who is your name? Osiris. And three other names follows that I won't be able to pronounce. Thank you for the contributions all week long. Yes, indeed. Shout out to the, uh, all right, shout out to, I can't pronounce this, Mr. Amhotep, middle-aged white guy. Uber driver told me all his friends were moving to Ghana and Kenya to get wives and settle down. Economic migration will culture and people change. I think he means it will change the culture. I'm not sure. He says this is happening now. This is true. I think there is definitely a situation where people are migrating and we've always migrated for uh, reasons like mating, um, setting up stability. Uh, when things turn to a situation where there's a downturn, uh, the society becomes stable to find and mate. I mean, people have done this for a long time, but this is a situation where now people are going global for mating purposes uh, or whatever. It's a fact. And but we've always done this as a human as a human society. We've always done this. But now people are doing it and they're open about it. And people are mad. Why are you leaving? We leaving, man. We don't, you know, you men have options now. Men have options. JC says Danica Patrick's barbecue and shuffling coming soon. It's barbecue in there. And get over here, Danica Patrick's. I'll do an interview with you. Shout out to the work day show shout out to you for that sponsorship co-sponsorship he says i relaunched the workday show two days ago after being in a marriage that broke me and got my equipment destroyed damn now i'm alone i can focus on me and my craft i'm not bad like she said i was by the way i stole your mario drop but we borrow from the best indeed yes i don't own it i don't own it <laughs> All right, a lot of people definitely use that drop. So shout out to you, man. Looks like you're overcoming. And what you will find is that you'll grow even faster when you don't have people like this around you. All right. Trinicia says, why isn't it a stigma among black men to have different baby mamas? The baby daddies are contributing to the chaos of society. The multiple baby daddy mama people are disgusting to you. That's coming from a female perspective. I understand that. Again, I don't know, Tree. Uh, were you with me earlier where we said double standards really don't exist? We have to acknowledge that we're different. And we have to take L's too as men. Well, the stigma is that for men, it actually helps in that fact that um, men are less likely to procreate. So if we want 
uh, if men want to procreate, they most of the time have to do it. Um, when there's procreation that happens, most of the time, uh, it's a select few men procreating with the majority of women. In fact, only 40% of the men have procreated in history uh, uh, compared to 80% of women. In fact, many women have procreated with multiple win men by hook or by crook, either because he was the barbarian, he was the winner of the fight, he had the more stability, the first guy left. So that typically happens, and the world gets populated by only a few men. So there's no stigma for men who have multiple kids. There's not a stigma there. And it's often more difficult for a man to have multiple kids. In fact, if, if all the men, if, if people stop procreating, it would only take a few men over a very short amount of time to repopulate the earth. It only take like 30 men to repopulate the entire earth right now. And the benefit of procreation for men is to ensure that the woman he's procreating with is uh, carrying his child. So there's a great incentive to have less women doing this particular act, right? It's healthier for the men. He wants to ensure that he's carrying, uh, that she's carrying his seed. So there's insurance there so that it is still looked upon negatively for a woman to have all these multiple kids because then you can't determine who the real lineage is, where, who's the real father. Not only that, if you want to take it a step further, this type of activity actually helps prevent incest. If you want to go deeper, this uh, women having multiple children actually can promote the higher likelihood of incest. This is a personal opinion, but I'm just using my logical brain here. The opposite is not true. So what will happen is the woman has multiple children by multiple men. That might be, and you'll see this in the Midwest, in the South, and in small areas. What will happen is these children might not take the name or acknowledge who the father is. So then you could go out in, the, in a smaller area, like a small Midwest town, and have these kids dispersed, but he doesn't carry the lineage of one man. It's multiple men. So that over time, it could possibly lead to mating. It could possibly lead to mating with siblings, mating with cousins, mating with, you see what I mean? That shit could get out of control. Shit could get out of control because people don't, you don't know who the, per, the paternal person is. The paternal person is not acknowledged. He's lost, we, we've lost track of him and so forth and so on. It's going to be kissing cousins. So this is why, it's, these reasons are why it's looked upon negatively. <laughs> Customs and people effing their children and so forth. This is why these things, listen, society for a long time ensured that these rules be set and these judgments be set against people because of these. Now we new people think, us new people think we think better than the older people because we have more modern things that we created. But, Trust me, the Polynesians, the Africans, the Chinese, the Asians, the Caucasians, all of these people knew these rules a long time ago, and they set these rules of nature and these judgments and stigma not to control for controlling the people, but for controlling uh, negative things like inbreeding, <laughs> uh, not supporting kids and shit like that. But when you use your feelings and you say, well, they're controlling uh, the women. No, they're not. They're controlling the 
They're controlling the the uh, the the um, natural selection of their population. That's what they're controlling. They're trying to ensure certain things don't take place in their world, in their in their era. Because eventually, what will happen is the kids become dumber. They become uh, at risk for birth defects and, and and shit like this. But it doesn't apply necessarily on the opposite side. It doesn't, it doesn't apply. If the paternal is supporting multiple women and or procreating with multiple women, it doesn't have that same effect because he's still the paternal and, he, and he's supposed to be in a polygynous society having authority over those women. Now in the black community, which is a goddamn cesspool, the control is gone because there's no paternal control. The, the women essentially take over. They've taken over and it's not coming back. So they have their own rules and they have their own issues, and the women have their own feelings, and those feelings basically supersede the, the logical mindset of the community. And then after the chaos has ensued, they want the shit to be back in order. Well, it's too late. But anyway, <laughs> all right, it, it's too late. We're not coming back. So what people have to understand, it's not a double standard. This is something that people have tried to put safeguards in to protect their community. But since that's gone, it's gone. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, anyway, 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 anyway. He said they don't listen to men. It's too late. It's, it's, it's gone. And so, I know Trinisha is a supporter, but what you're saying is a disgusting behavior is false. Men overwhelm most of the relationships and the most of the ways children have been born and I hate to drop this on you. I hate to drop this on you. No, we're not going to get into no pro-black talk here. We're not going to get into no pro-black pro, pro talk. All right, but meaning that we're not going to be like, no, nah, it's the Caucasian. We're not going to do that. Most of the children have been birthed in our world have not been through monogamy. So you're saying it's a disgusting behavior, which it's not polygamy, polygyny, or small percentages of men having multiple women pregnant and or small percentage of men being able to procreate with women who have had multiple fa fathers have been the way it's been. Yeah, so we got we got here. We're we going to kick this pro-black out, all right? Because you want to come in here and just diss Europeans, all right? They're, they're barbarians, but we ain't having no pro-black talk, all right? Be a black pro, don't be a pro-black. All right, we're not going to come in here and just be in here just trouncing. Uh, they are known for incest. So are you. So are you. <laughs> You're known for incest. And here's, a, here's another thing I'm going to drop on you. If you guys think this, how do you explain, which is, which is odd, how do you explain slavery during this time? If you guys are so disgusted by non-monogamous behavior, if you're trying to figure out, Couples should do this and couples to do. There was like 300 years of non-monogamy, breeding, selective breeding, no marriage, polygyny, grape, assault, embryo. How do you explain those 300 years and better 350 years reconstruction where there was no monogamy, there was no family, no stability, small percentage of men, a larger percentage of women, 
multiple babies by one woman, multiple babies by one man, but you're in here talking about some monogamy bullshit when we haven't even experienced that the majority of the time we've been in this particular culture. And then even before that, from the culture we supposedly came from, there was no monogamy. There was multiple. It was the same damn thing. There was no, there was no monogamy, one man having one woman. There was none of that. But in your mind, ah, oh, that's just disgusting. Come on, man. We got too much years, too many years to disprove all of these claims about 100 about monogamy monogamy is a new invention it's new it has actually been very beneficial to the to the development of the american lifestyle if we didn't have monogamy in the time we've had monogamy in america we wouldn't have the suburbs we wouldn't have had a lot of the things that we have communities and cities and municipalities Yes, we needed monogamy in families during that time. Without it, it would have been chaos. As a result, we've gone away from that now, and we practice on-paper polygyny. We practice multiple uh, baby mothers and baby fathers. We've gone off that grid. We've gone away from monogamy. So now, we're only monogamy on paper, but if you take everybody's resume, it is not even close to monogamy. It is not even close. And the worst communities have less monogamy the the most economic economically disenfranchised communities probably have less monogamy the communities that do have monogamy seem to be economically stable this is the trend and it's typical it's general but how is it disgusting when we've been doing this for a long time we've been doing it this way for since forever where small percentages of men procreated with larger percentages of women. Most women have multiple uh, ch multiple children by multiple men. I mean, just statistically. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, and by the way, for this inbreeding thing about the Europeans, they probably attempted monogamy over the past 500 years more likely than the non-Europeans. So take that and put it in your pipe and smoke it. It's mostly a European concept, but of course they participate in incest too, according to the pro-blacks. It is what it is. So do the you-know-whos, okay? They participate in monogamy more than most cultures. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. They also tend to have more economic stability and more monogamous relationships and possibly more incest. Who knows? All right, I have no idea. Or inbreeding, not incest, inbreeding, inbreeding. Is what I meant, not incest. But yeah, calling it disgusting is basically a perspective from you because you want to say that activity is disgusting when in fact it is the norm. <laughs> it is the norm. And the all other part of the norm is statistically 60% of the men have never procreated. Never. Versus, versus most of the women have procreated at least once. And then a lot of them have procreated with multiple men. How's it disgusting? Who are, you, who are you pushing this disgusting behavior on? A small percentage of men? What about the larger percentage of women? I mean, we got to have this discussion. <laughs> most, women ha most men have gotten no punani. All right. 
I, I, I think it's fascinating, but I think she's saying it's disgusting because of the act itself. Now, the community has been running rampant with a very small percentage of men procreating with a larger percentage of women, and it, they're creating multiple children, but it is a very small percentage of men. But this type of instability has turned the community upside down. And yes, should those men be held accountable? Sure. I don't mind that conversation. Those men should be held accountable for doing this. However, if you looked into it, what we do is penalize a larger percent of men for the small percentage of men that seem to be protected and not be called disgusting. But this disgusting label is then applied to a smaller percentage of men who don't get no sex and barely get a chance to get a date, barely chance to procreate. But those pookies, if you will, that have multiple baby women, baby mamas, they seem to never pay the price in terms of being shamed. They often seem to be the ones protected. Nobody snitches on them. Nobody tells, blows up their block. Nobody takes them to child support court. Nobody does any of that shit to them. Nobody talks about them. Them ninjas live off paper. They, they push their drugs and, and stay on the corner. Nobody does anything to those guys. But it, then it gets applied in with the sweeping form to all black men because of the behaviors of a small percent. Then they pay the price by losing their life, going to jail, and shit like that. They, didn't, then they paid that price. But they seem to have a protection model against these particular men. And that protection model is always proven when the broad brush is swept against and, and, and used against all the men. So that broad brush then gets painted. All the men get painted with that broad brush. But it's only a small percentage of men doing it. You see, this is the shit I'm talking about. Nope. <laughs> That's the shit I'm talking about. Let's call out who is really participating in this behavior. And then punish them. If you want them punished, punish the pookie. But they never punish the pookie. They just punish the men who aren't the pookie. And then they keep sleeping with the pookie. If you will. And this is a general statement here. But listen, you don't want to hear this today. <laughs> you didn't come here to hear this. I just had to clear the shit up. And not only that, the, the men who do then pro, are, get a chance to procreate often is victimized by laws created to punish Pookie. So then the guy who gets married, divorced, gets taken to court, dragged, have their children used against them, and then they treat that guy like he's, and they treat that guy, and they use laws against him that were supposed to be for Pookie. Right, Pookie was supposed to be the deadbeat dad that they chased down and got his social security number and found him making money. And they made laws for Pookie. And then the guy that gets divorced or he breaks up with the girl, no longer wants to be with the girl, but wants to be with the kids, that guy gets punished by Pookie laws. <laughs> that guy gets dragged in court and they treat that guy like Pookie. And then we got to sit in there and say, you need to take care of your kids. And we're like, but I am. Well, have you paid her any child support? And you're like, no, because I'm, I, I have custody of the kids. Well, you need to pay. And we're like, wait a minute. I'm not, I'm not even the deadbeat daddy. I'm the guy that wants to be the father. And they treat you like the pookie. Mm. 
<laughs> and you were doing the right thing. You just simply did the right thing. And then they go in there and treat you with the Pookie laws. Pookie Maximus. So let's clear up the real story. Let's be at the real story here. Pookie penal system. They throw you in jail with Pookie and they like, why you in here? Well, I was taking care of my kids and I got thrown in jail. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. I love it, man. Thank you for, thank you for, thank you for bringing that in, man. Chris says Proverbs 16 and 27 says idle hands are the devil's workshop. Idle lips are his mouthpiece. Shout out to you on that one. Wow. CGA is the goat says CGA. Would you say the community is essentially a modern day example of a matriarchal society? No, I don't. I think it's a chaotic society. All right. A matriarch would suggest that they were able to defend themselves. A matriarch would suggest that they would be able to establish a little bit of law. Like whoever's in control, like if you say a patriarch, a patriarch establishes control, sets rules, and protects. A matriarch would do the opposite. I mean, would do the same thing, where the woman would set rules, protect, and um, you know, they would punish people uh, right way and so forth and so on. But the black community is not a matriarch. It's chaos. It's anarchy. <laughs> it's like it's ruled by someone else. Someone else protects, but it's not the men or the women. It is the government. I mean, essentially, it is basically um, the black community is grabbing its ankles. That's what it is. All right, it's broken. It's not a matriarch. The, the women set the rules, but they don't protect. Like, it, it, uh, uh, whoever rules the society would also protect it, right? That's what would be constitute a patriarch or a matriarch. They would be the ones at war. They would be the ones fighting. They would be the ones stepping up. They would be the ones policing. They would be, but that's not happening. Matriarchs would be, a self-protective, uh, they would be able to protect themselves. They don't. They ask for help constantly. Financial help, uh, protection help. Strangers, strange men need to protect them, but get nothing back. Right? That, in my opinion, it is not a matriarch. It's not a matriarch. It is an anarchy. It is an, an <laughs> it is an anarchy society. It is a chaotic society with no rules. It, there's perceiving to be rules, but there's none. <laughs> All right, but anyway, uh, El Chigon says, happy Pretty Feet Friday, coach, indeed. All right, Strident Herman says, CGA is not for low-frequency thinkers, indeed. I'm not just going to come out here and be like, ah, the European is, okay, yeah. But they also invented gunpowder and changed the world, but I can't stop that shit. All right, <laughs> All right. they ended up, if they didn't invent it, they sure did use it. So, yeah, those things happen. And, and then, and, and often, it is the men that do try to protect that get assassinated, which is sad, right? And any man that goes in to try to protect the community ends up getting assassinated, <laughs> right? Which is, which is bizarre to me. Like, that, that type of thing, that, that tells you it's an anarch society. It is a chaotic society. And I could go down the list of dudes that just been just completely assassinated, um, and they were there to help. Like, how, you make that make sense. <laughs> all right and i said i would never all right but look i gotta get into the main event i gotta get into the main event let's get into the 30 pluses with no boyfriends let's get into the <laughs> all right the 30 plus women with no boyfriends 
let's get into this conversation here. And this is an article, just so you guys know. There's an article there. The rise of the 30-something women who've never had boyfriends. Take a look at the young available women. These are young women right here. Um, there's a good one in there. There's a couple of slow Tuesdays and some, there's some pump and dumps in here. There's definitely one with some transition energy going on, transformer. And uh, here it is right here. I like the, the one in the middle. I'll, I'll fold her up, but let's read the article. And I'm going to give you some parables, some tells to show you that this is very common. All right, now they're going to show you, give you all the feminist stuff here. And of course, there's a lot of blank space. I'm not sure what these are, ads. And I'll read it. It says, you're here, young women and men typically say they're seeing each other rather than dating. Yeah, I hear that a lot. We're dating, we're hooking up, we're doing a nasty, we're doing we're this, we're a situation, we don't have any labels. Okay. At age 34, Sarah Brill has ticked off many of her life's uh, aspirational milestones. I'll catch up. Her 20s were spent building her career. Okay. So I could focus on my career. This is going to be a lot of non-accountability here. Her 20s were spent building her career as a successful social media editor in fun and fast-paced doo-doo Dubai, where she lived in a chic studio flat. So, <laughs> I don't know which one they're talking about now, but Jesus. Tell me you effed your life up. Now you want to complain you don't have a boyfriend. Well, it sounds like you dug yourself a deep hole. All right. It says right here, guys, we're up front about wanting one night stands. Well, take a look, man. I mean, you know what I mean? Take a look at what we got here. I mean, this is just a, this is a, this is a toy body. You just, this is a pleasure body. You just pleasure bus skedaddle. All right. Pretty simple. It's about the insides. Yeah, he, he got your insides all right. She says, I do feel lonely and ask myself, what is wrong with me? Of course. What happened? Where did all the... Nothing's wrong. Go? I mean, I will fold you up. You're foldable. I might even take you out to one nice dinner if you look like that. This one over here, homely, homely the clown over here. I've never had that head over heels feeling with anyone. Let's, let's figure out what their problem is. So this woman's prioritized her career, lived in Dubai. I wish I knew which one they were talking about. Because you see the pictures are gone. Then came a further year in Thailand. I immersing myself in Southeast Asian culture. Wow. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. That sounds fabulous. You see why they, they dig themselves a hole, a.k.a. they paint themselves into a corner. And then they want you to come through and then walk on the sticky floor to save them. Just come out of nowhere and offer her, I gotta, I've been waiting for a woman like you. I know in principle, ladies, it sounds like a good plan, but you painted yourself in the corner. Let's continue. I know it sucks. It sucks to be you. Oh, this is the one. Are they talking about her? So it's the flatback. Having returned to the UK five years ago, she now runs a successful business as a financial coach and owns her two-bedroom apartment in Worcestershire. When it comes to Sarah's personal life, however, a few notable boxes remain unchecked. So she's just going, let me check the boxes. That she's single and hasn't had children may be, it may not seem particularly surprising considering women increasingly delay motherhood and marriage, and that is marriage is in the decline. But what about the fact that she's never had a boyfriend? Quote, 
I feel awkward to admit I've never been in a relationship. Now, gentlemen, she's 34. 34, these are all 30 pluses. All right, she's never been in a relationship. Now, just gentlemen, I can attest that this is a, this is a, um, this is something that's happening in our world. Um, a lot of women have never had like a legit, what they consider a legit date. It's difficult for them to get a legit date. Most dudes want to fold her up and smash. Most dudes just want a situationship. Not a many dudes are committing today. Um, especially when you don't understand. And I read an article. It says women like this shrink their pool of available men. They don't increase it. But in their mind, they, they think that the things that she's done adds value. If it were the fact that she were a male, it would add value. Unfortunately, the way men think, it doesn't add value to all men. It actually doesn't seem like a lot of men are calling for this. And she's projecting, saying, I'm valuable because this makes men valuable. Being able to live here, live there, go here, go there, have a business, do this, island hop. She says it's valuable for men. Why isn't it valuable for me? Well, it's just not. I'm sorry. There's a lot of reasons why. It's just not valuable. And you shrink your pool of men. Thus, you become recreational material only. Hookups, one-night stands, situationships. It typically, this is the creation that she's created for herself. Now, if we look at the true data of what's going on here, um, these people are trying to insinuate that they're not in relationships, but what they're not telling you is, they're also fornicating. They're not only fornicating with multiple men, they're for fornicating with men across the globe. They're fornicating with men every time they go on these trips. They're fornicating with men, and so they're being used as discarded toilet tissue, but then want you to come pick up the shit later on. Now, a lot of guys just aren't going for this. I'm not going to go into why, because we've already beaten this dead horse. But again, they're doubling down on stupidity. What instead of adjusting, they will actually do what? They will actually have regret and then want men to change how they view women. We want you to change and then take us as we are. A lot of men aren't that desperate anymore. Or they're not in financial position to do so. And when they look at what they're getting, it's just like, why? I mean, listen, she's a good looking woman. If I went back 10 years, 10 years prior, she probably looked better. If I have resources, if I have what she has, why would I want her? What does she add to me? She might be valuable to herself, but she's not that valuable to me. I don't need another me. I need someone else. I need something else. But she doesn't have that something else. This is why she's never had a boyfriend. But trust me, she's had her tonsils buttered. She's had a banana in a tailpipe. She's had her insides pushed through her esophagus she'd been folded up like a love letter from the second grade she had her insides rearranged she didn't went to pound town she didn't actually duck sick for a living she probably got paid for some punani she, listen we already know what's up and she's got a history of at least 20 years of this so we know this right she's got 20 years of this but to say she's never had a boyfriend that is true she's never had a good date she's never had and let's continue with the story all right, let's continue with the story. She got some nice feet, too. I'll butter her tonsils. All right, it says right here. Yeah, she also had the train yang. Train yang. She had the train yang, orgies. I mean, don't we're not dumb. Men aren't dumb. 
And she says, and I've certainly never experienced the giddy emotion that comes with being in love. But it's not that I don't want a relationship. I've always hoped to find my, my forever person in my 30s. It just hasn't happened to me yet. So she puts this down to the weary world of modern dating. Whereas in the past, boy meets girl. They would fall in love. And if successful, marriage and children would inevitably follow. These days, well, it's complicated. And she says, not only has the rise of online dating led to more men keeping their options open. Now, it sounds like that's what women are doing. How do you project that on the men? <laughs> like, wait. I don't understand. How do you project that on the men? She says, the rise of online dating has led men to keep their options open. That's false. Because she just said, let me just go back. She just said, where is it right here? She says right here, uh, it's complicated now. Men, uh, uh, men, oh, hold on for a second. I, I lost where she said uh, she focused on her career, essentially. Here it is right here. Uh, I lost it. Ah, I lost it. But anyway, she basically said women are delaying marriage. Okay. I thought I read it. Maybe it's up under. She said the women are the keeping their options open. The women are saying we got all of these options. I'm keeping these open. And then at the last ditch effort, I'm going to hit a buzzer beater. Okay, let me continue. Young women and men will typically describe themselves as just seeing each other and often other people too. Yeah, of course. Rather than having a more formal sounding dating, you have the new term situationship, which means you've been going on dates for a while and are having fun, of course, there it is right there, but are not discussing being in a relationship. This is from Denny Smith, who owns a number of dating apps and websites, a number of them. At this stage, there's an assumption that both parties are free to date other people. Indeed. We didn't create this world here. They, they created this world. In other words, there's no commitment. Denny admitted that online dating has introduced the paradox of choice, where... um. Having many others can make it harder to make the decision to commit to one person. Um, this is primarily women. This is primarily women, y'all. I mean, if dating and dating apps were fair, men would be out here committing left and right. All right, but men aren't even getting an opportunity. Let's go on. A situation ship may or may not progress to being exclusive, meaning you're both agreeing that you'll stop to other uh, stop seeing other people. Many young people will be seeing each other for weeks, if not months, before they decide to be exclusive. However, being exclusive does not mean that you're officially boyfriend and girlfriend or even in a relationship. And um, as you can see, as you can see, she's not saying she can't get men. She's just saying there's no formal tag. So she's going through weeks and months of the cock carousel. Let's just call it what it is. And this is all women. So as they're saying, women aren't having relationships but they're going weeks and months getting throttled by multiple men and they're claiming to be misled or it's unfair to them. And she says being in a relationship suggests a more advanced stage of commitment and emotional involvement than exclusivity alone. However, it can take many months for today's young daters to get to that stage. Very common, but here's the, here's what they're not including. Okay. They're not including the fact that women are dating the same men. This is very general. When it comes to where the selection mating process is going, 
These women are trying to have relationships with men that have access to multiple women. And what typically happens is as they improve their standard of living, they say then these men that fall under the standard do not qualify, which makes it difficult because equality suggests that we are also making similar money, but that's not what's happening. Men are making slightly better money than women as a whole. Thus, the women who rise up the economic ladder say, I want someone on my level or above, which eliminates most of the men below. This is typical. It's general. There's exceptions to the rules. But as she said, I traveled. I island hop. I own my own shit. I got my own job, my business. Thus, when I look at men, although I want equality financially of outcome, when it comes to relationships, I want equal or higher. So that only makes it that she's selecting from a small pool, but that small pool of men have access to more women. This is very complicated. But again, what happens is because they don't want to come up off of the realities, they want to just keep searching. Well, I'm going I'm to just keep my head down and I'm going to manifest the possibility of that man's out there. But the longer they do this, the worse is going to go. All right, anyway, let me see here. Let me go down here. And she says right here, there was this one guy I dated a couple of months while living in doo-doo Dubai, okay? I felt fine for him, so it was a gut punch to see him in a fancy restaurant with another woman. But technically, I couldn't get angry because there was no talk of going exclusive. I couldn't even, uh, even expect fidelity for him. That said, even though... He was clearly seeing other women. I still went out with him again. Here we go. Let's, let me read that again so you see what we're talking about. I'm going to read it again. She found the Chad. The Chad, they were in a situation. She didn't lock him down. She found him out with another woman, and it made her stay with him. It didn't make her leave. So back to Trinicia's point. What you're saying is disgusting behavior often is behavior that it is desired, meaning that you couldn't be with a man that don't have hoes. You go back to the man that you know got hoes. Let me read it again. Let me read this shit again. And there they go. I don't know why I've never had a boyfriend. <laughs> I'll read it again. There was this, and this isn't the only time. This one guy I dated for a couple of months while living in Dubai. I felt fine for him, so it was a gut punch to see him in a fancy restaurant with another woman. You would think women would say, hey, that's it. I'm not putting up with that. They say that, but that's not their behavior. She said, I couldn't get angry with them. We weren't in an official relationship. That said, even though it was clear he was seeing another woman, I still got my guts rearranged by that same dude. <laughs> This is called social proof. Yes. This doesn't, this doesn't make them run. It makes them stay. Now, do they stay long-term? No. He will still get a couple more months pushing her insides, and she will like, I'm going to put my golden JJ on him, and then I'm going to show him I'm the better woman. And it doesn't work, and then she's crying in her soup. All right, she's like, well, what happened? My, I, I put that peace sleeve on him. I dropped that neck. All right, I let him skeet down my throat. I let him put the banana in the tailpipe, and he still didn't stay. What's wrong with me? 
Then they want to hire Scooby-Doo in the damn mystery machine and then want to try to figure the shit out. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's them. <laughs> All right. She says often she finds herself in situationships rather than relationships. Because even though guys make it clear to me that they aren't interested in the long term and consider me recreational use, I think I can change their mind. What did I say? I just said that. I can change them. I got the gold of a JJ. My of a JJ better than all these other women's of a JJ. Well, ladies, I got news for you. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's just it's how easy I can get it. How, how, how easy and fast can I get this one? It ain't no difference. It's just a wet hole full of mucus. It's just, it's, it's not any, yours ain't no better than the next ones. Now the guys are lying to you saying it is because after they bust and they push and shove and they all out here and their muscles contract for a good 30 seconds and they skied up the walls. Yeah. Girl. Oh my God. You put that thing on me. Give him like 15 minutes. He going to be ready to skedaddle. He going to be like, you know, I'm like, all right, is there somebody else's I can do? <laughs> right, ain't nothing better than the next one and if the guy's not getting that much he's gonna say that's the best it ain't that much different it's just wrapped differently <laughs> right anyway <laughs> look I'll be out here killing y'all <laughs> and look I'm, let me read it again just so you can see where her problem is again this is not a male problem this is her problem it says right here she says, Sarah says she often finds herself getting throttled and rather than being in relationships, she's in situationships. She says, because even though guys make it clear to me they aren't interested in a long-term commitment, I think I can change their mind. How? How are you going to change their mind? She adds, there was another chap, another one, another one. <laughs> Right? All right, another one. There's another one. There's another chap I dated off and on, fam. <laughs> Even when I knew that it was going to lead to nowhere. Whose fault is this? Quote, I don't want to say I wasted my time, but I spent a lot of energy on men who weren't investing in me, and it dented my confidence. <laughs> This drawn-out dating process, the rise of working from home, reduces the chance of meeting people face-to-face. And, of course, the Me Too movement, women filing sexual harassment, most women giving you a dirty face when you approach them, most women acting scared, most women denying you and rejecting you when you walk up on them. Yeah, that's, that's hurt as well. And the looks-based dating app culture all mean that even if you have a good sex life in your 20s and 30s, the odds of securing a successful relationship have diminished. Whose fault is this? So they thought they, they, they was just going to have premarital sex and have fun and then just settle down and then get the man they want. All right, look, I'm 32 in five months. I want to be married in six months. All right, so you know what? I'm tired of the jerks. I'm tired of the, the chads and Tyrones. I'm tired of it. And that's you. All right, where are the guys that want relationships? Where are all the good guys at? Where are all the good men at? All right. I'm tired of these jerks ass ninjas. All right, let me play you a video right here from my Instagram. All right, I just posted. And uh, these women, these OnlyFans women are saying the same thing. All right, but uh, this is just the history of time. This is kind of how they work. This is how they mind work. 
here it is right here. Let's share the screen. There it is right here. Listen to this. Uh, hold on for a second. Like the good, real men at. Where are you guys? I know. Where are the men that like want to take you on a date? Like, like I don't hit. Come in my DMs, right? please. I don't. I don't need dinner though. <laughs> I don't think so. See, no. for, you know how some people like first date they want dinner. I don't want dinner for the first date because I want to be able to talk without food in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Where did all the men go? Yeah, even like when guys suggest movies, mm -hmm. I'm like, why would I go to the movie theaters with you on a first date? No, exactly. Why? Like you and I could go to the a movie because we know. Well, hey, just, so here, here's a wh wh where are the guys at? Where are the guys at the fancy date guys? Where are the guys that want to take me out? Where are the guys? Where are the good guys? Where, what happened to the good men? Where, where are they at? Where, where are they at now? The, th the fact that you can't find them should tell you all it needs to tell you about yourself. But no, no. So when they put out this data right here and they said 45% of women are expected to be single and childless by 2030 that every red pill guy has talked about to death. The projection was that the men will be lonely. And I called bullshit immediately. I was like, no, it's going to be them that's going to be lonely. They were like, men are going to be like, how? How are 45% of women? Now, that doesn't mean 45% of women are going to be sexless. They just said single and childless. But they still going to be getting their butter, neck, their tonsils buttered. They still going to get plenty of sex because they can't access it fast. What they're not getting is their relationships. And yes, men are getting their passports. They're migrating. They're moving around. They're finding other things to do. Doesn't mean they're lonely. The loneliness are coming from the women. Now, how do you even, even make sense of this? It tells us shares of U.S. men under 30 haven't had sex. And that's almost triple the data in 10 years, uh, 10 years prior. But what they aren't telling you is, and I've actually been explaining and explaining, they aren't getting sex. The women are, though. The women are getting sex. So they're saying the men are going to be the ones that miss out. But what they're not admitting is that it's the women that are going to miss out. It's not the sex that's life-changing. It's the relationship. You ask a woman, what does sex mean to you? Not very much. But what, what does the relationship mean? It means everything. I, I would want a relationship. I would want someone to love me. So who's really going to be lonely? Yes, there are going to be a lot of sexless men. But you can buy sex now. You can go travel to go get some sex. All right, you, you can, the men, these men have an outlet. It's just a matter of if they're going to accept it. Some men don't want to accept it, so they're going to remain, remain sexless, sexless. But the women, take a look at the number. Why is this woman, why is this number so low? Same age group. Makes sense of it, right? Makes sense of it. So the women are single, no relationship, but they're also having sex at the same time. I cannot feel bad for him. Who I feel bad for are the men in the, in the area who have to then choose from these women. And that's you. That's who's going to get played. You're going to get played like a fiddle because what you're going to do is this is all you have to accept. In the black community, this tends to be single mothers. Men over 30 say, hey, man, if I eliminate all the single mothers, I'll have nobody to date. That's a result of this, what we're seeing, this cock carousel, the riding, and then eventually the settling down. This is why it's anarchy. Okay, it's chaos. So these women can't get relationships, but they can sure give up sex. For there to be so many uh, bum-ass ninjas around here, there seems to be a lot of pregnant women. 
lot of bum ninjas, but the women keep coming up pregnant. They keep coming up, giving up the sex. But then eventually these guys are saying, I don't want, I don't want these women anymore. This is what's happening. This is why 45% of women will be single and childless over 30. Okay? And yes, there will be a lot of sexually frustrated men. But I tell you, go to the junior college, <laughs> right? Go get your passport. Date across the racial lines. There's some adjustments you can make. Okay. Deal with younger women only. But they want you to feel bad because you're not committing to them. All right, check this out. Let me see how many more of these goofy ass stories they're going to talk about here. Let's see what she has to say. Women like Sarah have been well versed in the downsides of dating apps. They're blaming the dating apps, but at the same time, they were taught the importance of not settling. Okay. So there's another thing that they add there. They're blaming the men. But they're the ones saying, I won't settle, which is basically what she said that the men were doing to her, right? She's saying right here, just reflect. Let me show you, let me show you their words. She says, the men are keeping their options open, <laughs> right? It's the men. They're keeping their options open. But then she said, we're also told not to settle. Who's the one keeping their options open? See? They're projecting. They're, they're projecting that onto a small percentage of men. Those men are keeping their options open because they're getting easy access to sex. The men who don't get the easy access to sex are just hoping for a sniff of that, but they're not getting it. And these women don't want them. They're invisible. They're like, nah, hell no. I'm not settling for that, <laughs> right? But it's the men's fault. And it's kind of their own, they're digging their own hole. Not only that, last thing, when you, when you think about this, and I've been in this situation, I tend to not try to be around women of this age group because they're a dramatic waste of time. They tend to try to get you married pretty fast, and they say, oh, you're good. You're, you're good. They'll snatch me up. You're, you, you'll do. I'm the you'll do guy. Uh, you're handsome. Hi, handsome. I'm that guy, which is annoying. It's, it's, it's freaking annoying. It's not a compliment. It's a it's a. It's a spit in my face because then the same woman is that been ran through more times in the Holland Tunnel. She's out here in debt, potentially, you know, divorced. And then she's like, oh, you'll do here. Uh, do, uh, I'll do you a favor. She, she looks at me like she's doing me a favor. And I'm just a filler guy. I'm just a, I can save. I'm the somewhat stable. I'm not the I'm not the uh, uh, I'm not the Pookie. I'm not the Chad or the Tyrone. I'm somewhere in between that and a the lame. They're like, oh, uh, yeah. Um, Come here, come here, come here. Here, let me give you some puss, and then you'll you'll commit to me. <laughs> Cause uh, you ain't getting no puss. I know you barely got hoes. All right, you're handsome. Yeah, come here, handsome. <laughs> you'll do, you'll do. Come here, yeah, you, you ain't that bad. All right, listen, you you could be taller, you could be more muscular. You yeah, come here. <laughs> I'm the you'll do guy. Yeah, give me money. I'll listen, listen. Just just pay all my bills and. I'll make it easy for you. You know, I'll lower the standard a little bit and I won't make you pay all the bills, but you know, listen, take care of my son and teach him how to play basketball. You'll do. Come here, come here, come here, come here. You'll do. <laughs> That's where most of us are. Yeah, you'll do. You'll listen, just see. We'll, we'll, we'll take you. You're somewhat handsome. All right. You, I'll overlook this shit. You know, I normally date younger, taller and buffer men, but I'm, I'm kind of over that phase. You'll do. Come here. Uh, you better marry me in six freaking months. What are you doing? Oh, you got the nerve to be talking to another woman behind my back? Oh, come here. Here, no, hell no. I ain't putting up with that. And don't sneeze that way. 
Cover your mouth when you sneeze and take off your shoes in my house and don't ask me for no damn sex. I'll give it to you when I ain't bleeding or my stomach ain't bubbling up and I don't smell like a bag of onions. Stop bothering me. Just, uh, just all right, just, just leave me alone. Clean up and split these chores up and help around the house and change a diaper. <laughs> right? They start making you jump around and shit and put rules that they never put on another man. Not one other man has followed these rules. Then she cheating on you and you can't tell me where to go and you can't tell me how to dress. You like. Mm. <laughs> All right. And here, here you go. Here, I'll give you some sex. You've been waiting for five days. Here, here's some cookie. Go get your cookie. Here you go, good boy. Oh, yeah. Aren't you happy? Here, here, here. All right, finish up. You take it too long. You sweating all over me. Hurry up. Mm. <laughs> all right, then, then you better not look at another girl. Pay these goddamn bills. Here are the bills on the desk. Jesus Christ. Stop, hey, man, stop bothering me and asking me for some shit. <laughs> all right, that's what, they, yo, brothers, that's how they be treating you when they get you, all right? You finally give them what they want. They be like, okay, all right, here. All right, let me stop here. Look, look, let me see if I can give, pick out another couple of things from this article here. <laughs> here it is. They still on this woman. Look, let me, let me show you. Look, this is what we're talking about right here. Sarah spent her teens and early 20s casually dating. Sarah spent her teen. Remember, I keep telling you about these teenagers, man. Again, she threw away 10, 15 years of time, giving out that peace leave, getting throttled. <laughs> Sarah spent her teens and her early 20s casually dating, and it is only after she returned to the United Kingdom to set up her business at age 29 that she started looking for a relationship without luck. Guess what? The time started running out. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm tired of the jerks. And that's you. <laughs> Buzzer beater. What's wrong? Where, where, where did the good? What happened? Where did all the men You know, go? listen, aren't you tired of the hookup culture? Where is that at? Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? So all that time. And then when you return to get your life together after getting throttled in Thailand and Dubai, now you want to get serious. Where are all the good men at? What happened? Where did all the men yep. go? Yep, you've been out here getting throttled, orgies, trayanes. Trayanes. And we supposed to just pick up the scraps. All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's pick up these scraps. All right, where's the goofy guy out here? Come on, come on over here. Get, get, get it right here. All right, Jesus. And not only that, she broke. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? Dead, flat, stony, broke. <laughs> And not only that, she fatter. I mean, come on, brother. You didn't look like that. You didn't look like that when your teens in your 20s. You didn't look like that. Now you're out here a depreciating asset. Everything got droopy and soggy. Now we supposed to pick up the pieces. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, here we go. Here, I'm presenting my best self. You can't, you can't have me at my worst. You don't deserve me at my best. All right. Look at this soggy shit. All right, here. Yeah, let me throw this uh, balled up paperwork stomach on you. All right. Yeah, you'll take it. Come here. Come here. I want a relationship. I'm only looking for something serious. I'm tired of the players and the jerks. All right, what else we got here? 
She says right here, it can be a bit soul destroying and it's not good for my mental health. Uh, I've had days where I've looked at friends around me who were married and in long-term relationships and thought, why can't it be that easy for me? Well, and here it is. My parents were married almost 40 years after meeting at age 18. I knew they'd love me to meet someone. Let's go back. Let's go back. See, they blaming it. Let's go back to what she just said, fam. She said, it's easy. Uh, everybody around them is married in long-term relationship, which means you missed the window. You missed the window. If everybody around you is married, when did they get married? Yesterday or five years ago? While you was out there having cosmos and shit, living yourself sex in the city lifestyle and dating and getting throttled, they settled down and got married. They pushed their chips in. They said, you know what? Hey, you know what? Listen. We're, we're, we're tired of this shit. We're 25. Let's get serious. They pushed their chips in and then they got what they wanted. But you was out there getting throttled in Dubai. Not only that, you were having casual sex with men that had you knew where where to have other women and you were getting gonorrhea and herpes at the same time and early terminations of pregnancy. And then she said, my parents were married for 40 years. That's the type of love I wanted. When did they meet? 18. They met at 18, not 30. Not 34. <laughs> they met at 18. Now, if you tell a woman to do that now, oh, I'm too young. Oh, hell no. I ain't set, settling down. And they'll push that shit out to 28, 30, 35, 40. Where's my love at? My parents are still together. My grandparents are still together. My grandparents are together for 50 years. My parents are married for 30 years. That means they got married when they were 18, 19, and 20. And you're now 34 looking for the same love. Sorry. Why don't they get it? <laughs> I was the bridesmaid to my younger sister. The younger sister figured it out and was the only single person at the wedding. See, brothers, they, they, they some dense people, man. And this is more and more women. Your younger sister figured it out. She pushed them chips in. This made me feel like an outcast with an unspoken question on everyone's lips. How are you still single? Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Why are you still single? Oh, humanity. Let me guess. <laughs> Let's take a couple of guesses at this. How could you possibly still be single? Take a look. I mean, let's just start there. A couple more, and I got to get up out of here, brothers. Oh, here's another one right here. Let, let, let's do right here. Okay, last one. Despite her pangs of loneliness in a ticking biological clock, remember, the men were supposed to be the ones lonely. It's the women. Despite her pangs of loneliness in the ticking biological clock, Sarah said she tries to focus on the fact that she has a great life. More power to her. We're happy that you have a great life. Just your recreational use only. And meanwhile, she is still plugging away determinately, uh, determinately at the dating scene, which means she's still getting throttled. Anna, 33, a dental nurse from South London, is another 30-something who's never had a serious relationship. I go through uh, times feeling very lonely and ask myself, what is wrong with me? Again, they tried to say men will be lonely. It's them. I've invested so much time and effort in matching and then talking to potential boyfriends online only to be ghosted, friend zone, and receiving explicit pictures. The whole experience just makes me feel bad about myself. Anna, whose parents were happily married, was 17, wait, who parents are happily married, 
was 17 when she first started to date. It was quite obvious we, we were never going to be bro- boyfriend and girlfriend. She says it was me who built up the courage to say it couldn't lead to a relationship. Since then, I have only I've, I have been on dates with eight men. But it never led to anything seriously. Hey, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway. Anyway, guys, listen. All right. Yo. And guess who feels like a fool in this situation? It's the men that take them on a date. It's the men that get a relationship with them. And you realize how much of a fool you were when there were no competitors in your ring. Oh, you feel like a big-ass fool. You get a girl. You take her out. You show her a fantastic time. And you go out. And you be like, listen, I'm going to show you the world. We're going to go to a museum. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to give you that funny feeling in your stomach. I'm going to plan my date. I'm going to take you out to a restaurant. We're going to have reservations. We're going to do this. I'm going to tell you how to dress. And you take her out. She was like, no man has ever done this for me. And you be like, God dang. <laughs> you be like, really? Now, they will swear up and down that that's what they want. They will swear up and down that that's their standard. I would only have a guy that takes me out, plans, picks me up, plans a reservation, fancy restaurant. I don't eat anything less than that. And then you show up and you give her the world and she'd be like, damn, this is great. Nobody's ever done this for me. And you like, wow. Now I do that. I try and commonly treat people to nice shit like that. And you like, I done did too much, fam. <laughs> And then guess what she does? After all that, she's like, oh, boy, you're relationship material. Let's not mess it up by having sex on the first night like I normally do. So let's wait a while before it's too late. Let's wait a while before we go too far. I think we're going to mess it up if we have sex. Let's wait. Let's wait three days. Let's wait 90 days. Let's not have sex. Let's wait until we're married and engaged. Let's wait a while before it's too late. Let's wait a while before things go too far. Now you got to wait for the puss because you treating her nice. And she's like, perhaps maybe one more nice date out. And then maybe I'll come over to your house. We don't want to rush it. Don't go too fast. Let's wait a while. You know what I mean? Let's because otherwise, once you realize how whack this vagina is, you're going to skedaddle like the rest of them. Niggas. <laughs> and you're like, OK, I'll wait on it. Yeah, I'll wait. All right. The other guys buttered your tonsils without taking you out to nothing better than wiener schnitzel. And I'm over here taking you out on plant dates, extravaganzas, events. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> you waiting you waiting and waiting and waiting oh it's a little too fast let's not mess it up <laughs> and then guess what last thing you do you give her a relationship do you want to commit do you want to delete our bumbles let's delete our bumbles together let's delete our tenders together let's do it let's get into a relationship don't you want that yeah i'm looking for something that leads to marriages and then you will do it and realize not one other man was ready to, to propose to her ass <laughs> Not one ever other man was going to give her a relationship other than yo dumb ass. 
right? <laughs> now you're looking at it like, game over. Damn, I really rushed this shit down the aisle. Not one other dude was giving her a relationship. Not a one. They was only there to butter. She was like, I got a lot of options. Look at all these men in my DM and on my dating app. All there to buttle your tonsils. Nobody was sticking around. Only your dumb ass. Indeed. And that's you. Let me stop. <laughs> Sucker for love, ninjas. You rushed that shit down the aisle because she needed a buzzer beater. And you were the only one to treat her nice. <laughs> All right, let me stop. I got to get back to these super chats, man. Enough of this shit. We got to get up out of here because it is Friday. It is the weekend. Hit the like button on the way out. If you will, do me that favor. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? All right, do me that favor. Do me that. All right, and she just rationing out sex to you. Shout out to our brother, man. We're going to call you Mr. Ed. Oh, Alex. Is, we'll call you Alex in the building. Shout out to you. Thank you, brother, for that sponsorship, brother. Let me see if I can give you a thing here. He says, why men have difficulty paying for sex? Yeah, they, they don't want to do it. You know what I mean? And that, well, the difficulty is they think they're doing something. You know, it could be illegal. I don't tell you to engage in illegal activity. But in their mind, they think they're doing something different. I'm doing something different. I'm not paying. But I'm like, you be paying double and triple. <laughs> and if you're married, you paying quadruple. Not even quadruple. You're playing uh, uh, sing tuplets, if you will. You paying double and triple the times more. Like, but men find it difficult because it's supposed to be, uh, you know, broke ninjas be like, I never pay for no box and be married and have five kids. <laughs> All right, and be married and have five kids. I'm like, you ain't paying for no box, man, please. They got ninjas fooled, man. But I got a lot of PayPal's to get to but in Super Chat, so bear with me. We'll get through all of them. All right, shout out to CGA's The Goat. I already got you. Uh, Strident Herman, I got you. AC says, so the stepdad to Pookie's kids get railed by Pookie laws, and that trickles down to all men when Pookie's are the only 20% at most. That's an RP, indeed. All right, Enigma WPG says it's pronounced Worcestershire. He says Worcester. I can't pronounce it. I can be your UK consultant. UK women get slayed around the world, come home, and go to church on Sunday. Indeed. Henry Brazilian says, never have I seen you kick somebody back in like this woman. He says somebody has to do it. Hey, yo, chill, man. Hey, man. Hey, yo, chill, son. Somebody needs a rude awakening in the building. All right, I think I got PayPal's only left. Maybe Venmo. Let me check. I want to get all of them. All right. Macaroni Tony says, you spoke for me when you hit that and teach my son how to play basketball line. He says, you know, you and I have some parallels in life from one coach to another. The whole effing show. Indeed. I had a young, I had a woman, a, a woman from Eastern Europe, Bulgaria to be specific. Um, she had a daughter and her daughter was tall and lanky. And she, and she was like, oh, you coach, you coach kids. And she had, she, she was great. She was a great woman other than the fact that she, you know, the mask fell off on her. But the thing is, she was like, teach her how to play basketball so she could go make the high school basketball team. Like, that was her. And, she, and when we broke up, we broke up, she was like, what about my daughter? I was like, your daughter? What about your daughter? I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. <laughs> Cut that bitch off. Yeah, that was the last hanging. She tried to hang it up, hang her daughter. She tried to hang her daughter on me. 
Well, she's going to be disappointed. She ain't going to be able to learn how to play basketball. I was like, mm. <laughs> all right, what do we got here? Uh, let's see here. I almost I'm, I got like five of these super chats or PayPal's. Yeah, I was supposed to coach her all the way through her life. I was like, and Deadly Ellie says Stairmasters are for girls only. Identify as a girl. <laughs> you got to be cold out here because they will use your ass up out here. All right, what do we got here? Sean Smith said, hey, coach, enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you this Sunday night. Shout out to you, man. Yes, we'll see you on the Money Mindset. And we got one, two, three, four, five. We'll get you all, man. He says, uh, Damien says, Coach, I read an article that states that it takes an average of $10 million to get a kid from grassroots go-kart to F1. Many of the drivers in F1 come from wealthy families and are funded by a wealthy benefactor and or. I don't know how many people are willing to invest $10 million or more in trying to get a girl in the F1. Yeah, bro. I mean, I imagine auto racing is a very expensive sport. So 10 mil, they're not going to push that so that some woman can quit. You know what's going to happen is you're going to put that $10 million in and she could be like, I don't want to do this no more. I changed my mind. And then you're looking like, what the? F-? <laughs> All right. Marshawn says, I had a, high sc- a teacher in high school that slept with a bunch of students. One of the guys switched on her and she ended up going to jail for a couple of years. Then she wrote a book about how she was the victim and how the justice system keeps black women down. Well, again, they don't have guilt. Ladies, if you're watching me, uh, we did a show about how women don't experience guilt. The only guilt that they experience is always uh, inward guilt. Like, oh, I feel guilty that I ate too much ice cream. I feel guilty that, you know, I feel guilty for being a career woman. I feel guilty for being a stay-at-home mom and not contributing a paycheck to my family. It's never like I feel guilty for doing men like this. I feel guilty for throwing away dudes in a friend zone that I could have married. I feel guilty for making that men feel bad when I rejected them. I feel guilty for uh, uh, sacrificing my kids at the altar of selfishness and ruining their childhood by trying to uh, project that the father's a deadbeat when he actually wanted to be there. They never look at it from that perspective. It's always their inner guilt, right? And so... The one, if they can find a way to be the victim and or feel like um, they regret something, they'll regret it, but they'll say, I regret painting myself in the corner. Now help me. <laughs> like, what the? Now help me out of this shit. Somebody fix this shit. I put tattoos all over my body and cover my arms and tattoos and my legs and my stomach. I regret it. So what can I do about it? Anything? Anything I can do about it? And, and turn me back to the old me. Like, I don't want no scars or none of that shit either. T- take all these tattoos away. <laughs> you're like, you're going to have scars that look like half of your body was burnt in a fire in Maui. No, nah, I don't want that. <laughs> That's how they work, fam. And understanding this helps you better for yourself. It's better for yourself to understand this. Not only understand it, accept it. Just accept it. Accept the way it is and and when a woman comes around, well, I'm, I'm not like that. Hold on for a second. Let me pull it up. If they ever come along and be like, yeah, but I'm not like those other women. I'm going to show you right now. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I had it all set up. I cannot find the ones, the videos where I want them because I have them all saved. And, uh, dang. 
I missed the spot. I missed the spot. There was, I missed the, I missed the wonderful opportunity to uh, segue into that. And of course, now I can't find it. All these damn windows open and not a one. All right. Anyway, I missed the opportunity. The opportunity was to show you that they're all like that, fam. All right. Never. Ne- oh, here it is right here. I did find it and it's kind of too late, but uh, we'll go ahead and show it for the show. If she says she's not like that, always remember, gentlemen. There it is right there. Let's go ahead and play the video. I'm not like those other girls right here. I'm not like them other girls. I'm different from the other ones. <laughs> the other girls ain't me. Don't treat me like them other girls. I'm way different. Here it is right here. Yep. They're, they're, they're indistinguishable, fam. They, uh, they're, there's, there's many of them. They outnumber us. They pretty much like the same. So you can take your pick. Most of the time it's going to be a grenade anyway because they kind of think for their own self. There it is. And by the way, this is what I appear to be. This would be heaven for me for about, you know, two or three years in purgatory. This is my purgatory right here. I know I'll probably get tired of it, but this is where I'll be. I'm not like those other girls. (laughs) Okay. You're not. All right. Let me see. Anybody can tell which one's different from the rest. Not, not many. There's a couple of people who don't belong and they shove them in the back over here. Don't, don't judge me based on these other girls. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. All right. Now that I messed up the show, Kaylin says, Kaylin, you be having some long ones, bro. He says, uh, what a, he says, when a woman says she has to test drive a man to see if he's good in bed before she gets serious with him, she doesn't realize he's actually test driving her. If she had waited until the commitment, she could have had years to practice to gain the fulfillment. It's just, it just wouldn't be under her protection for his commitment. Women continuously play a dangerous game with casual sex and they're losing. They, they are losing the game. Although, you know, if they just want to stay single and ride the carousel, they're winning. But I often find it funny that they want to jump off and be like, okay, I'm ready for a relationship. That, I don't think, I, that's the only thing I don't like. Um, that I would like to change about women, but I don't care is that when they do this and they do like, they'll be like, I'm, I'm doing only fans and prawn. That doesn't mean I'm not good relationship material. That's false. Everybody knows that that's not going to work for you. That's, that's so despicable. Why would you try to teach? Why would you somebody teach somebody that? Why would you offer that to a man? Okay, ladies, let me put it like this. If I told you, I, you're, I normally treat women out to dates. I normally take them out on vacations. I normally commit to them. I normally uh, try to uh, uh, marry them within six months. I normally try to show them the best possible me. I normally protect them in all cases. However, with you, I'm just going to pump and dump you. You're just going to swallow this Johnson. That's all you're going to do. I normally treat the girls over here to great meals. I normally pay for all dates without question. I normally open the door, but for you, I'm going to give you this Johnson and put the banana in the tailpipe. That's all you get in. How do you feel about that? Ladies, are you here still? They gone. How do you feel about that? That's essentially what you offer men when you say, I normally date 
dudes that I can't really get into a relationship with and let them rearrange my guts. But you, on the other hand, you, relationship, long term. <laughs> you, uh, you're shorter, you're fatter, you're older. I'll, yeah, I, I, but you, though, you're going to pay for all this shit. You're going to treat me. That's, that's what you're giving them in. That's what you're giving them in. That's exactly what you're saying. But anyway, Deadly Ellie says, my Karen Uber eats customer over her CGA say the cock carousel. I rush for my phone volume to put the button down. <laughs> and she on a carousel too. All right, where we at here? And shout out to Deadly Ellie. No, no, no. Dion says, I'm tired of hearing if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. He says, yeah, man, that, that's actually goofy. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, he bitch. says, you gave the best, wait, you gave your best to everyone. All you have is your worst. Or your worst. But it's kind of comical to me now. And uh, for gentlemen who are dealing with these issues, you're trying to date and trying to get, trying to get it right, it, it's frustrating. But I would say don't get angry. KT says, the you'll do the role sounds fantastic, LOL. Later, coach. Now, you'll do. You'll do. And uh, we got everybody, man. And look, thank you for a wonderful week. Uh, congratulations to you for being in here for all of my streams. And if you haven't watched any of my streams, start watching. I have multiple channels. None of them are monetized, but I got them. And um, watch all of my content all weekend. And if you want to get to the member stream, we'll be on local Sunday morning. I'll be at the Raiders game. Then I'll be back for Money Mindset. And um, if Rusted Junk is watching us, we want some people with some experience in other fields like car sales and real estate and uh, mortgage. And if you want to join us, join us and contribute and give these people the game. Please do. Shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate y'all. Get your bail money, wear your condoms. Go get your STI check every three months. If you have multiple women and if you ain't getting no punani, at least every six months to all of that stuff. And uh, enjoy your weekend. Protect yourself. Hit above the belt. And ladies, take it easy out here. Give that Punani a rest. And if you want the total package facial, join me on the 52-point program. And that's all of the rambling that I got for this one. Enjoy your weekend out here. Where's the weekend button? There it is. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend? And nigga? we out of here, brothers. Peace.